Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to Tone Talk with Dave Friedman and Mark Uzanski. How are you? Uh, tonight's special guest is an awesome dude. Uh, we've got Sean T Tubbs on the on the show. Uh, Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm doing good. How are you, Dave? I'm good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm healthy. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Well, that's good to hear. California, it's not, not too cold. How can it? Uh, you, you can't complain. You're in California. So. Oh, I can complain. Trust me. I can complain about all sorts of things. <laughs> That's uh, so like my grandpa used to always say, say things like that, like, Gramps, how you doing? He's like, well, I didn't wake up this morning with a tag on my toe, so I guess I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling good then. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Grandpa. Wow. <laughs> how are you, Gramps? <laughs> well, I'm not dead. You're talking to me. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. That's hysterical. So uh, we all saw each other at NAMM, and uh, it was great hanging with you, Sean at nam oh man it was good to see you guys too uh, it's nam shows are always just like I, I i'm never sure what happened you know after they're over <laughs> it's just, yeah or who you talk to yeah talk yeah to. it's just i you know it's like i don't i don't do well in crowds mm -hmm. at the end of the day so nam shows are always just kind of a blur <laughs> well <laughs> I guess you got to get used to it, huh? <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. uh it's it's tough. It's tough. It's just I, I'm not a I'm not a like a crowd person either. So it starts getting really hard. You know, not that I have people coming up to me. Like I don't have that problem. But it's more about uh, just so many people all around mm -hmm. and just you know the noise level and it. Like I have to walk outside every once in a while and just, and I'm not a smoker or anything like that. I don't smoke cigarettes, but just to walk outside and get some quiet, like that wash of noise goes away. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm good for a little bit. I can go back in now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, for me, it's like, I, I love being able to, to see people I haven't seen in years and, and the whole hang is cool, but I, I, it's really difficult for me to focus on what's in front of me and block out all the stuff around me. So I can be having a conversation with somebody, but this is going on. So oh it's, God, uh, totally, totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so that's, that's what hits me. You and I are talking or something, but then you're hearing someone else's conversation next yeah. to you. Yes. Yeah. And, and you, you feel sort of someone saying something wrong or saying something. And then yeah. and like for me at the show, it's like, uh, 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 blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, you talk and then to the next guy, and then you lost track of already what you were saying to him. And I just tell people now, I go, I'm sorry if I seem distracted because yeah. I am. <laughs> I am completely distracted, and it, and it has yeah. no, no bearing on you. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's tough because you know, it, yeah, it's literally that. I'll I'll hear you know, amidst trying to figure out the conversation, I'll hear like a, a dive bomb from a guitar, a cymbal crash, and I don't know a tuba fart from somewhere else, and it's just. <laughs> It's like, a, yeah, it, it's not easy for a guy like me. But, you know, people I, and then I know other guys that, man, they just thrive on that stuff. They thrive on the chaos and, you know, they, they, they're just really good at it. But for me, it's like I really have to mentally focus because, you know, the shows are great and all that gear and, you know, the the music just hang is fabulous. But when you're a guy like me, that's pretty shy by nature and. <laughs> Right. easily ADD'd it just yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a little much but it was great to see you guys I was uh you know 
like Dave, I never saw you at your booth because you were never there when I came by. When I yeah, I didn't even know you came by. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, well, the reason why is because when I wander booths, I show up uh, like uh, forty-five minutes before the show starts. Right. When it's like dead quiet, and I just yes. wander through the booths and look at everything, and then if there does happen to be someone hanging around, then I get to chat with them. But otherwise, that's the only way I can actually check things out. <laughs> yeah, Without, I, you know, I did this. I do the same thing. So like, I will. Uh, you know, uh, sorry, I'm doing shuffling screens. See, I'm easily distracted. <laughs> uh, it, it's Nam all over again. Yeah, um, right. yeah. I I tended to I, to come in early, mm-hmm. and sometimes like way early. Yeah, because I'm up early generally, mm-hmm. and uh, I just come in and and wander around looking at stuff with no one in there. I'm like, yeah, what do they got? Or at least you know what you could see, you know. Right, right. Yeah, well, that's a good. That's the best time to go in, you know. Oh yeah, it's it's just like it's it's deadly quiet and yeah, it, you know, because and and also I don't feel like you know because I don't like to play things, you know, in like in music stores or I'm just not one of those guys that really picks up a guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like I'll just kind of look at it and and maybe just acoustically play an electric guitar a little bit, mm-hmm. and I know right away it's like oh okay that's cool and and put it back so. With NAMM shows, when it's so loud and there's, it, for me, it's like I, I don't really know what I'm listening to at this point, <laughs> other than that looks cool and it's loud and this feels great, but I can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah. I want I want to say uh, thanks to Cheddar Kung Kung Pao. Thanks for the uh, super chat, man. Happy Friday to you. Cheers. Oh, okay. What's going on, man? How's he Cheers. doing? Cheers. Cheddar, Dave. Cheddar Kung Pao's a good dude. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and I agree with you. It's it's it's, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I think we're all ready for next year. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, what are you no, working on for next year? No, it's just, now it's just like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So right, Sweet, right. Sweetwater's next. Yeah. And then yeah. what is that? Be a Europe trip again. Ah. Uh, Henning's event. Are you going to go do that? The, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I may get out there. He reached out to me about it. so You should go. It's actually really good. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. I just honestly could not go. I was going to go last time, and my daughter it was literally happening the same time I was getting my daughter moved into college at uh, Savannah. Yeah, you were saying, yeah. Yeah, there was just no way I could do it. But this, this, uh, this one's in August, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it should be a lot more doable, hopefully. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, it looked like you guys had fun. <laughs> so this is the yeah. second. This is the second second round of uh, get of not GitCon of uh, at, what's it? Eight, what was it called again? HP forty two. Uh, uh, Gear Street forty two. Street forty two. Gear Street. Street. Right. right, 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 right. So that's the second annual. Yeah. Second like, I guess annual so. one. It's going to be uh, end of August, I think. Yeah, that's what I that's what I heard. I Some heard. sometime yep. in August. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, and it should be fun if you know the whole world is not infected with <laughs> Corona. coronavirus. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, then there's that. Yes. What do you what are, What are you doing at Sweetwater? Are you doing a presentation, or are you just talking about Gearfest? Gearfest. Ah. And when is that? June twenty sixth and seventh, I think. Mm. Something like that. It's in June. 
Yeah. You going again? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go. Not sure. I have to work it out. I'm going to be in Europe. If everything works the way it's supposed to be, I'm supposed to be in Europe in May in Germany. Oh, nice. In what are you the, doing out there? Man for work. World? It's for work. Oh, we all have right. Like on. Some kind of meeting. So bringing people together. Unfortunately, it's not like any good traveling. Like we have to find the worst travel accommodations, the cheapest accommodations possible. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not really thrilled about that. But well, and they, honestly, that's it's hard, man. Because I, you know, when I was torn with Carrie, you know, we, yeah, I can remember flying to Singapore, and it was brutal. And yeah, they stick you back there with the goats and the chickens, and uh, yeah, you know, it's when tough. it's a, yeah, when it's fourteen, fifteen hours on an airplane, it'll, uh, it'll beat you up. I, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. And now, now you, you'd have to go wrapped in cellophane with a mask on and. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's you're taking your life in your own hands. But at least the goats and chickens are service animals now. So there, there's the there other. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's you know I got a package the other day from China. Um, my, my mailman hand, handed it to me, and I was like, oh man, should I even take this? <laughs> you know, should I even? Yeah. And so I brought it in. I let it sit for a while, and I actually sprayed it with Lysol. I don't blame you, man. <laughs> Which was like really just being super paranoid, obviously. But it was like I just don't want to risk it. It just can't. It just well, can't. Then, yeah. you're, then you're not going to be able to touch anything in this world. Yeah, right. Because everything's from China. Because everything's from China. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I well, just got to worry about post coronavirus at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so. Uh, so what kind of gear did you see that, that excited you at, at NAMM, Sean? Anything that, um, that was good? It, you know, it was, it was just a lot of kind of everything again for me. Where, you know, where I didn't get that I really needed to go was uh, checking out more just software-based components, uh, especially on the recording side. I, I didn't get over there at all. Um, as a guitar player, it's like, you know, once again, it's just that sensory overload. It's like everything is great. And, and you know, especially with the guitars, it's like, God, there's so many shiny objects. Yeah. <laughs> but but they're all, you know, and some of them do look like yo-yos, but I won't point those out. But at, at the same time, it's just like, yeah, there's there's just so much great stuff. It's like I honestly can't say, oh, well, there was this thing stood out or that thing stood out. It's like everybody's just building really cool stuff. And, and I will say that I, I tend to, you know, drift away from anything that's like gadgetry. Um, you know, so things like that, I don't really pay much attention to, but, you know, Dave had a lot of new amps, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, the synergy stuff, the, the new modules from center, there were things that were, you know, really, really cool. But as far as like just, picking like one thing out it's it's hard for me mm. and honestly i didn't i didn't get around the whole floor anyways because i was working you know at the rev booth for the majority of the time you know right right yeah for me the only the... tied down huh <laughs> tied down yeah <laughs> yep you were working and it was busy at the rev booth too there was because you guys had were tied with the two notes 
two notes yeah and of course you know rev had the new g50 and then two notes had the new the captor x um so it was it was definitely um yeah that was a busy busy booth so so i meant to ask you the other night when we were when we did the test what do you think of the captor x as it compares to the ox because it seems that's well, kind of where they're going right yeah absolutely i didn't get to you know do a lot of hands-on with it but what little i did it it it's it's similar to the aux in the way the the software interfaces mm -hmm. um which i actually uh really appreciated it it doesn't have near the horsepower that the aux would have as far as dsp and just being you know broadband huge sounding but within the uh you know I, I hesitate to call it like a poor man's ox, but at the same time, within the price point, it, you know, I think it's five hundred something dollars, five hundred seventy bucks, something like that. Um, it's it's really really nice for the guy that that wants, you know, what an ox will do. That's okay with compromising a little bit on the Sonics, and it's not like a massive compromise. It doesn't sound as good as the ox, but. It's it's really impressive, you know. For me, with the ox, um, I, you can't see it. I don't know. I'm looking at it, but you guys can't see it. But with the ox, uh, for me, I, it boils down to the software interface. Yeah. And and really, UA Audio. I mean, you're dealing with a dream team of software and hardware engineers, and and you've got ears, Santiago, all those guys. It's just it's pretty hard to beat. But at the same time, you can look at what Two Notes is doing. And it's fabulous. I mean, the, the two-note Torpedo Studio, it's killer. For me, honestly, my biggest complaint has always been that I, I don't get the interface mm. as much. But other guys love the interface, and they don't like the aux. But for me, it's like when I turn on the aux interface and I see, oh, there's my fader for my Royer. There's my fader for my 57s. Yeah, it's yeah it's just it's right there in front of me and it's instantaneous i'm not because i'm one of those guys that's very impatient i just want to play so with the aux it was really quick whereas i used to have a, a two notes uh torpedo live and it sounds fabulous but it, it was really hard for me to just find it took me forever to find like one cab that i really liked you know and and understand the interface and you know but it, i it, it's kind of to each his own but what i will say Long story short, um, I'm babbling, but the X, the, the Captor X, that software interface is a lot easier. When you look at it, it's much easier to look at. You can see, like, okay, here's one mic, here's the other mic. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some gadgetry on there that's actually kind of cool. Um, you know, he's got, like, a doubler on there that, that actually is cool. It's not just adding a delay to your guitar and calling it a doubler. I was really impressed when I actually discovered that it's a doubler that's actually phase correct. Hmm. So there's things on there that are really, really impressive. And if you don't have over twice the money to spend on an aux, I would highly recommend looking at that Captor X. Yeah, it looked, it looked interesting. And there was mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of, that was uh, probably one of the bigger like announcements at NAMM. Mm -hmm. um, of course, one of your amps, Dave, was like big, of course, was the, Twin sister. Twin sister, yep. As someone said in here, where was it? Now I've lost it, of course. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, there it is. Andrew Morgan. Mr. Friedman, I'm in love with your twin sister. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I had a twin sister, but uh, you can be in love with her. That's fine. Uh, uh, That's great. Well, yeah, it's two dirty Shirley's in a box. You know, you can can set it. That's what it is, period. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because when I heard about that, I was like, I don't, I don't know whether I want to kill you for that or, or thank <laughs> you for that. Because <laughs> I still got, you know, my dirty shirt yeah. back there. You know? <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's a cool idea. But you've, you've added some more stuff beyond what that channel. Just had, a right? little bit, yeah. So, so there's a, a um, deep knob, which is like a low end resonance knob, in the amp that you have, Sean. It's fixed. It's a fixed okay. point. So okay. it's it's like the uh, deep knob at you no know, one o'clock or something, gotcha. um, but that can be boomy at times. So uh, yeah, so now you true. have the ability to kind of dial back that low end resonance if you need it, especially if you're playing louder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tighten it up a little bit. And the other thing is, I added a little bright switch, which just um, if you wanted it to be a little more like aggressive like a little just a little more super leady shall we say mm-hmm. uh it, it tightens up the low end and just adds a little bump in the mids a little bit so it just, nice. just adds a little more sizzle on it so to yeah speak, you know yeah depending on what you're going for but in the normal settings it's the shirley nice now are, are those mods you could do on i can do the two things yeah i can do the 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 deep and the bright switch on the single channel amp yeah sure right on yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, it's very, it was very, very cool. cool. Um, we actually have a good question from G-Man Music. Um, thanks for the question. He says, is the Synergy, and I wonder this as well, is the Synergy uh, Dirty Shirt Surly module basically a twin sister with its two channels? Um, no, they, I mean... They both have bright switches. So different kind of bright switch. Uh, the bright switch on the Synergy module is across the volume pot, so it's... It's a different. I'm doing it in a different spot, hmm. um, and one in the Dirty Shirley module, one is set lower gain than the other one. So one one channel is like the gain structure switches all the way up on the regular Dirty Shirley amp, and the other one is maybe like it's in the down position, not the middle position, but maybe the down. So you get two slightly different gain structures on each of those. So it's a little different, and yes, at the same time, it's kind of similar. Yeah, twin sister. Yeah, because the twin sister, those those are both the same exact channels on the twin exact sister, right? Channels, but you have yeah. EQs and everything on that. Right, so right, you right, right. Literally make either channel whatever you want it to be. You want one channel to be totally clean, EQ'd yeah. bright and sparkly, great. Yeah. You want it semi gritty, great. You want it really gritty, great. You want the other channel, both channels to be clean, both channels to be dirty, whatever you want. They're, they're just duplicates. Yeah. They're twin sisters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you get tired of one, you can kind of change the other twin sister a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're not twins. I don't like one, twins. One. So one could have red hair and the other could have <laughs> black hair. <laughs> That's awesome. So a question on the Synergy system. Sean, you played it before, right? You were, you, mm-hmm. you did videos on them, right? Oh, yeah, like 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... I've got the Sin 50 head mm-hmm. with multiple, you know, with the two modules in there. What's the best way to set it up 
you know, if you're going to play at like a band volume or, you know, a decent volume, is it better to crank the preamps volume and then have your master volume, you know, low and bringing that up? Or are you better to have the preamps volume, you know, kind of mid-set just to get good enough gain and then have your master volume even louder? I'm just, I'm kind of curious on how you set that up. It's the, like well, the optimal. Well, I mean, I'll let Dave chime in on this too, but that that is such a sonic thing i i tend to lean towards uh i tend to use um preamp masters and power amp masters as tone controls as much as i can now obviously there's parameters within the volumes you're trying to be at but sometimes you know if it sounds sonically more open to have the preamp hotter into the power amp it's a, you know it's to me it's always like well yes within the parameters of the volume you're trying to to create you know you you can only do so much but at the same time if it sounds more open one way or the other or even if you want it to be a little bit darker then maybe turn down the preamp master or maybe turn down because even on my dirty uh, Shirley when I'm tracking with that sometimes if I want more top end and Dave can probably uh, you know chime in on this I'll turn the master up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain spot where all of a sudden there is quite a bit more top on the master. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I don't know that there's like a set rule. Maybe there is, a, you know, Dave can chime in. But, you know, I, I find that I like to keep channel volumes, the outputs pretty darn hot. And then master levels until it gets too loud. And then I'll start negotiating the two to, you know, when I have to deal with volume levels. But I, you know... It's not a set like rule for me. It's always what's it sound like, you know? Well, I mean, the, the funny thing, yeah, it's more of what it sounds like. I mean, it, n- neither way is wrong per se. Um, sometimes, sometimes having the, the, the main master up really loud and having the channel volumes down low will give you the seemingly more punch or, or, or give it's more volume. And when you turn the master, all of a sudden it's, eh, you know, right. and, sure. uh, you know what it's, it depends on the amp too, and the architecture of the amp and what's going on in, in the amp. I mean, you know, for me, like people ask me that all the time. Do I do the channel masters down or the power master up? I go, it's two volume knobs after each other. Right. It's really the same thing. You're, you're, you're accomplishing the same thing. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, by pushing the channel, it doesn't sound that much different, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of experimented with it earlier today, as a matter of fact. Uh, I had a break, and I just kind of messed with it. And I noticed that when I had the preamps way up high... And then started turning up the master volume on the at least on the Sim 50 head, it started to get real crisp, and almost starting to feed back a little bit. So I had to back off a little bit on the preamps to get it, you know, equal. On, on the Sim stuff, I tend to put set the masters at like noon on the modules, uh-huh. ish noon ish, depending on what it is, mm-hmm. and and then adjust the volume to taste on the amp, mm-hmm. uh, you know. That sounds about right. I don't know what you're talking about the amp or the preamp or the what? Because then the preamp, not only do you have the four channels there, but then you got an output master on the on the SIN two. Yeah, which feeds a power amp, which has another volume. So right. you got a million volumes there. 
I mean, on that, I tend to like the the main master on the Sin 2 on 10. Mm. And I just use the channel masters. Unless I just want to slightly vary the volume, all the channels at one time. I don't know. There's no right or wrong. It's whatever yeah. you like the sound of. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. There's it's... no rules. It doesn't have to be yeah. rules. And people that say there's rules, the cool things are created by breaking the rules. Yeah. So, you know... I've always had that philosophy in building pedal boards and stuff over the years. Well, what's the right order? I don't know. Depends. Yeah. yeah. I, I had, I mean, I'm years ago doing a, a pedal board for a bass player from Rage Against the Machine, right? So his delay was first on this board. And his wall was last. <laughs> and And it was all backwards as far as what you would think. Mm-hmm. Did it work for him? It worked really well for him. Yeah. Who's to say that's wrong? Right. It's a creative choice. Yeah. So if you're used to it, that's the way it sounds. You've created sounds with it sounding that way. What, what's wrong with it? Yeah. I'm not gonna change you just because. Yeah. You want to use something wacky? I, I think that's horrible. Like uh, when people come to me for boards and stuff, and it's like if they're asking advice, I can give advice. But if they have something they use, it's my job to somehow put it in a package for them. Right. You know? yeah. I don't care how weird it is, because I've been proven over the years doing it, I've been proven, you know, you it comes in with something weird, and, and you're like looking at it going, oh no, mm-hmm. what's this going to be like? And he plays through it, and you listen to it, and you're like, oh, that's great. Yeah. And it's some crazy mm-hmm. solid state combo amp but he has it like slaved as an overdrive pedal through another amp or some weird (laughs) some weird combination of stuff right it makes made a beautiful sound it was a killer sound yeah i remember the one lesson that stands out there was a there was a band i helped with a rack in the early 90s and uh they were a band called a thousand mona lisas so they were they were signed to a label it was a, a kind of a punk-esque band cool band cool cool music and he had a rig where like a boogie tri-axis right uh yeah uh, some boogie power amp i don't remember which one now uh, and this will ring bells to sean all this stuff oh yeah remember the <laughs> art uh use oh. the programmably used one of those I, I used to have one did he have the screen no, no, just the just oh, the good. back piece. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember quite if there was something else in that chain, yeah. but then there was another chain that break broke off and went through several overdrive pedals until into a silver face twin with JBLs. Wow! Had, with a master, one of the ones with the masters, mm-hmm. the worst possible amp ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he ran them both at the same time. Oh gosh. And I'm like looking at this, I'm going, oh, God, this is going to be bad. He played through it, and I'm, I'm looking at it going, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for the punk style of music he was playing, it was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and you, you run into that over the years several times, and you learn, you know, I'm not going to judge anything anymore. I'm just going to take a listen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Use your ears. Use your ears. Yeah. We we had Robert Baker who said, "If it sounds good, it is good." Yep. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah. Hey, I want to thank Wyatt Willis for uh, 
the super chat. I'm gonna give this a try to see if this works. Wow. Well, I, I was playing uh, some applause with the sound effects for Ecamm, but it didn't play anything. So, oh well. Uh, well, I'll damn computers. I'll give you. Some. <laughs> That's our new thing. Every time it's super chat, we'll I can still do. <laughs> so, uh, Wyatt, thank you. He asked uh, Dave, "Is that a Chris Animal Cornell three thirty-five next to you?" What? The, the guitar next to you is that a Chris Cornell three thirty-five? No, it's a Yamaha three thirty-five. That right now is came up recently. Thought we can talk about it. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> um. What do you guys think about uh, recent cease and desist letters that have been sent out by Gibson to Kiesel and uh, Sully and uh, some other folks? You know, I'm curious what your thoughts are. If- I'm waiting for ours. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. I, I think I think in the key. Well, I I don't know about the other ones, but in the Kiesel thing i think that's kind of ridiculous because it i mean first and foremost it was for their v which was out and around before gibson ever had the patent right so or mid, and mid, mid it 80s. looks nothing like the gibson v yeah no no yeah. one one side is shorter than the other it's not even symmetrical i mean it's and it's and it's yeah, angular I mean, it's stupid yeah Obviously, not, someone's sending these things out, and they don't obviously even look at this stuff, I don't think. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a V. Okay, send it out. Right. Um, yeah, because there's a part of me that's wondering if they don't just have, like, a, a, you know, obviously they do, a legal staff that just literally finds anything that's remotely shaped like a Gibson product and just sends out the letter. Um, right. You know, yeah, especially with with, uh, with with those guys, It's I was shocked. I was like, wait a second, those guys? Like, Carvin? Really? Yeah. And then, and then when I saw, I was like, "Well, God, what guitar could it possibly be?" And then when I saw it was the Super, I think it's called the Super V or something like that. Yeah. Um, I was shocked. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But you know, I, I, it's I, you know, it's like I'm one of those guys that doesn't isn't going to post a video about you know what is Gibson doing. Um, But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, I, I struggle to bless you. I struggle to figure out you know what's. what's behind the attack you know i because i still sit back and go well i still don't own a gibson because i haven't played one when i look pick up a four thousand five thousand dollar retail guitar that i would ever buy Mm -hmm. so for me it's like guys just sort the guitars out the badge itself is legendary don't worry about everybody else you know it's like just build a really great guitar i have yet to I've I I'll take that back. I had I've had one Ice T Les Paul from I don't know it was two thousand. It was a custom shop from two thousand something, and it was it was good. But I still had to go Calham on the bridge and tailpiece, and I had to sort out the tuners. I had to have the nut recut. I had to have the frets done. Mm. So once again, it's like, well, wait a second. This is this is a sub four thousand dollar instrument. I shouldn't be touching anything on it. So for me, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to attack Gibson and say, what the F are you guys doing? But my question will be, why is it that I don't want to play a brand new Gibson? 
I'd rather find an old one and sort it out because it'll still probably cost me less money. I could buy one from the 70s. I'll just buy a Bernie. Yeah. The old Bernies. I have sure. one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's like, like I said, right I kind of I, I stay out of the, you know, that side of it. But that's honestly how I feel. It's like you guys, Gibson is a legendary badge. Just build great guitars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just came out with a Tony Iommi left-handed mm-hmm. limited edition. It's $20,000. Yeah. And it's left-handed. So now they, right. they, they completely cut the market, you know, right. already, but just for guys like me. Uh, yeah. And there's not many guys like me. And plus i don't have 20 grand to spend on that so it's stupid yeah. it's just stupid i, I don't know Should but, I have the phone version of it right exactly well, yeah well that's the thing or well yeah and, and or and yeah. spend the money to sort that out but like my callings mm. you know that's that's probably a you know i this well here the story behind this guitar is they sent it out to me to check out and what had happened is you, I, you guys won't be able to see it, but there's a crack right there. Mm-hmm. Somehow it was damaged when they were building it, and they they you know gave me an insanely good deal on it. I was like, yeah, I gotta have it. But at the end of the day, I haven't touched this. I didn't touch the frets. I didn't work on the nut. I didn't have to mess with the keys. I didn't have to set it up. I just yeah. it's that's a work what of you're art. supposed. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's that's what is supposed to happen when you take a brand new sub. You know, five, even six thousand dollar guitar out of the case. You you just play it. You don't go, okay, well the neck angle's off. You know, it's like you shouldn't be looking at it that way. So that's, you know, this would be a, a perfect example of, you know, why I have this and not a Gibson three thirty five. Yeah. And actually, I okay, wait a second. Coming from the guy that's already saying, well, I don't want to go to the Gibson thing. I stupidly <laughs> <laughs> bought. A 63 reissue VOS, whatever it was, 335, you know, I eBay, you know, looked beautiful in the pictures. And I thought, well, you know, I'm sure it's fine. It's a Gibson, man. It's a custom shop VOS. And I got that thing and was just eating crow immediately. I mean, the neck angle was so whack that the, the break angle at the bridge with the tailpiece up off the body was still hitting the backside of the bridge. Mm. I mean, it was like shockingly bad. And from that point on, I was like, okay, this is just this guitar new. And I, you know, I, I think I still paid 27, 2800 bucks for it. But I was like, this guitar new is once again, you know, really, really expensive. And it's got this kind of problem. So, you know, that's a perfect example of, how did this thing even get out of the shop? You know, with a break, a neck angle tilted back that far. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Just you know- like what we copied from '63. <laughs> yeah, fucked it up in '63 too. <laughs> well, maybe, man. <laughs> maybe that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, just things like that. You know, I mean. Like, yeah. you know, this this Eastman that I have, it's a th- basically a 330 copy. It's spot on. There's like zero, zero issues. None whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. It's just an Eastman and it's... You know where I think Gibson's doing great, though, is uh, 
Their acoustics are awesome. I, you know what, I, I, I can't remember. I saw a video of somebody mentioning that they had picked up some Gibson acoustics and were really happy. Like, actually, I shouldn't say they were shocked, but they were pleasantly surprised that, because the yeah, the acoustic guitars have been not I so mean, much for a long give time. Gibson credit, I think they're they're just starting now to fix their issues. Yes. And some of the new new guitars and stuff are it's like, oh okay, this is this is pretty good. This is better. Yeah. 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 Well they're improving the Epiphone line, which I saw, which kind of yeah. you know, making them even look more like Les Pauls and more like, you know, other well, yeah. SGs. Um, uh, Rob Baker, he's got uh I can't remember, I think it's an artist model Epiphone. But he had done a video of his and I was really impressed with it. I was like, Man, that thing sounds killer, it looks great. Um, I don't know if he had to do any work on it, but it was like a black, just dog ear, you know, P90 in the back, Les Paul style guitar, but it was an Epiphone. Right. And I was like, man, that's that seems legit. You know, it was actually cool. Also, I saw a limited run that the Music Zoo did of USA Kramers. Ah. Uh, with like the banana headstocks. Like sure. not these weren't these it was a limited run, but they were built in the USA factory and you know yeah. and that was pretty cool. I was like, oh that you know, of course no lefties, but but yeah. but still it was nice to see that at least they're making some USA Kramers. I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember I think the only Kramer I had was a pacer. The black I got one still. Do you really? Actually, <laughs> no, I don't have one still. I rebought one. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Because uh, it's a fun story. I saw it. I was in La- I was in Las Vegas. I w- I won a thousand dollars on a slot machine, and I went upstairs and was on eBay. <laughs> and oh, look at this! It's Pacer. It's oh, okay. It's got a little rough, you know, like some different. The saddles on the floor. There were a couple that were chrome, and a couple. The rest were black. And like, I'm like, but. Okay, so what? Yeah. And but it had in the maple neck pacer, the original early eighties, the good maple neck ones they were originally made by ESP. Um so it was like five hundred and seventy five dollars, so I bought it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a good deal. Heck yeah, and now now it's worth about twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh but it needs a refret. But uh yeah. it's a maple body. Oh really? Oh, so it's gonna be heavy. It's really, really. It's well, it's a little heavy, but it's spanky. It's a, it's a good sound guitar. It's a yeah. good sound guitar. Um, it's and it's all jet black, so it's just everything's black, but the but the maple neck, you know. And so it's yeah. it's kind of cool. It's kind of classic looking. Nice. It was yeah, fun. Those, yeah, those are totally fun guitars. Um, you know, actually, I went over to the uh, Ibanez booth, and the problem with Ibanez is I can't understand all these model numbers. Mm. Oh, I know. The RG sixty nine seven four twelve R model. Yeah. Oh, did you get the R or the L model of the R nine six seven dash four? But uh, but uh, you know, the few that I picked up, I was like, you know what, these are these are nice guitars. You know, yeah. fit finish was there, setups were there, at least the ones I picked up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they, they, they seem nice. They they are nice, and I actually held the Pia guitar, the new Steve oh. Vai guitar. Yeah. And in pictures, I wasn't as impressed with it. It just you you couldn't get visually what the contours were, but mm-hmm. when you see that guitar in person, it, the contours on that and the way that they did the 
the whole yin and yang thing. It really is a gorgeous guitar. You know, I didn't play it because they didn't obviously again let no lefties, but it was just super cool. And the but the price is really high on them. Yeah, I was gonna say they're fairly fairly proud of that one, isn't it? Like in the eight range or. It's oh, I didn't think it was that high. I thought it was like oh, 45, not... 45 to five hundred five grand. I thought maybe. Oh, really? Even with all the that stuff on the pickups, all that. Oh, uh, when it started getting like the gold one with the gold. Yeah, I'm not sure how much that was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, those are the ones I was seeing where I was like, "Good lord, that's yeah." I just but, saw you know. I just saw that one this morning at his house. I was at his house this morning. Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Very I'm like, nice. oh, look at that thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean it's very colorful wall in his studio there with all these guitars on his wall. It's um, yeah, it's like wow, it's like an art piece. Yeah, yeah, I bet it's killer. Yeah, he gave us a nice little tour when he came on the show. Make sure you guys check out the show that we did with Steve Vai if you haven't watched it. That was a great. Yeah, that was a great. Better yet, yeah, subscribe, people, subscribe, everyone. Yeah, subscribe. And by the way, <laughs> subscribe. Hit the subscribe button, please, everybody. And Sean, which reminds and me, tell of, your friends to hit the subscribe button, right? <laughs> all of, all of them. Yeah, hit Sean's subscribe button, <laughs> right? Hit Sean's channel also. Makes sure, that's that's what I wanted to mention. And then Sean's also wearing a Sweetwater shirt, so yeah. you guys check out Sweetwater.com. I'm gonna put uh, links below for Sweetwater links for you guys to buy stuff. So um, check out whatever deals they have. They sponsor our show, so Sweetwater is a great place. Um, and you were talking about Gear Fest with Sweetwater, which is always a fun yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but going back real quickly, the last one thing. Was huge. What's that? Yeah. Gear Fest last year was huge. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I wonder if it's going to be bigger this year. I think it will I be. Would, it's turn into. It's going to essentially turn into Summer Nam. <laughs> I, I would. I would think. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I it's barely a mini Summer Nam right now. I yeah. I think it really is going to become that scale. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. It actually might be bigger than Summer Nam. <laughs> it could be. If you really think about that for a minute. Yeah. Well, Summer Nam ain't getting any bigger. <laughs> well, they open it up to the public, which is, you know, there's a lot yeah. of people who come in from just, you know, locals yeah. within that area yeah. where people who travel oh, sure. in. It's yeah. yeah, it was great. And I just saw that they just opened up the fact or their warehouse, which is some massive warehouse. Oh, some water. Yeah. Mitch Gallagher oh, wow. post, posted a picture of it. Or something, and yeah, they were oh, building it last time we were there. Yeah, yeah, they were still building that thing. That's crazy, but yeah, it's funny with, with Sweetwater. It's like, um, I honestly knew nothing about Sweetwater, and I I ended up just buying. I think it was a long time ago, but it was it was when I moved here in two thousand six, and I needed a, a mic, and I, it was a Neumann something. And I ended up buying it from this place called Sweetwater because someone said, we should just get it from Sweetwater. They're great. Mm. And, I, and and they were fine. I, I ordered it online. It showed up. Everything was fine. But what shocked me, and I don't, I don't, I don't think they do that so much now, but I got a phone call and an email mm. asking oh, yeah, me. Yeah, they still do that. They still get, yeah, I mean, they st I, I still get the emails, but I don't get the phone calls. But back then, I actually got a phone call just saying, hey, we just wanted to check in and make sure you liked your microphone. And can we help? I was like... Wow. What is going on? Yeah, I'm, su I'm surprised they still don't <laughs> call awesome. you. I, I I get the phone calls. Yeah, yeah well, they I don't know. I must have made them mad at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, they're they leave, like they leave me alone. I just deal with uh, <laughs> I just deal with uh, the the head of sales over there, Robert, and 
Oh, right on. And uh, I, I, literally when I need stuff, sometimes I'll buy stuff for a rig or something that I have to do for someone. Uh-huh. And it's literally like I send an email with the part numbers off his website. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Here's my card. Charge me. Ship. Right. Nice. Do it. Like do literally it. 15 minutes <laughs> later, it. I see the ship notification. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think uh, my yeah my sales guy is uh, Chris Leonard. Yeah, he's super super cool. But yeah, I was just I've I've been a Sweetwater fanboy really ever since. I if I buy anything new, mm-hmm. I was just it's a no brainer. Just get it from them and it's well, sorted. Right. It's easy. The prices is what it's supposed to be, and mm-hmm. you know that's where I got my ox. Hey, Rich Rich Shull is in the chat. Yeah, I saw that. Hey, what's Rhett. Up? Rhett. What's up, Rhett? And Come Robert on. Baker. He since got... he thinks he's going to GearFest this year. Well, I'll see you there. Wow. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can make it. It was a lot of fun. And the steak place that we went to was really good. Yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? We can still go, but I'm probably not going to be able to expense anymore like well, that. That's all right. Well, I'll pay. I'll pay. No worries. It was was good. It was good, but yeah. What's this thousand dollar (laughs) meal? Hey, it was worth it. You can't do this anymore. Okay. (laughs) Wait, what? What steak joint was this? There's a place there called um, Baker's, isn't it? Baker's. Yeah. Baker Field or Baker's something like Baker, that. Baker yeah. Street. Baker, Baker Street. Street. That's what Baker Street. Okay. It's a nice like fine fine whiskey. Oh, nice. A uh, nice little steakhouse kind of fine whiskey. Yeah. Slightly upscale place. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right on. We we figured out that if you if you're a vegetarian and you're going there, <laughs> you're in in deep shit because yeah because there's not. <laughs> There's not really, yeah, it's meat. There's the meat. mushrooms. You can get meat. the mushrooms. Uh, yeah, maybe well, asparagus. Anywhere in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's it's not, you know, like you, you have the steakhouse, or you could go to the steakhouse, or you could go to the barbecue place, or you could go to the other steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, and or you could just, much, or you could just get a burger. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a lot of a lot of other uh, food options. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, Which I'm okay because we know all the good places now. So we know the good barbecue. We know the good <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Surprisingly, there's a good barbecue place in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I would imagine that, so. Yeah, that right. we found. No, a particularly good. Even even and Rich Skillman from Celestian, who lives in Austin, he goes. I live in Texas, and this is a damn good barbecue place. Rick, Rick said that. Yeah, wow. yeah, so. well, it must be solid. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he keeps going back every year now after I introduced him to it. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah, solid. Now I wish they just had like some sort of beer or something there. That it was like no liquor. Uh, oh really? Nah. So you want a beer with your barbecue? I mean, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you know sense. what? By the way, you know why that meal was expensive? Probably bring your own in. Yeah, yeah, because we all got like lobster with our steaks. No, 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 no. It was that it was that <laughs> upscale scotch that Morgan well, was getting. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 
No, I, well, I think it also had to do with the lobster tails that came along with the twenty ounce ribeye. That, well, oh, that well, certainly that... that certainly added to the bill. Yeah, well, but let's I... just let's just toss another forty dollars on top. I was going to say that's, that's a good way to live your life, but that's expensive. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it gets yeah. expensive. Yeah, you know you don't you don't get it that often. It's once in yeah. a while. Yeah, I love. There's a place uh, in in your town that I love called the Oak, the Oak oh. Steakhouse. Ooh, I've never been there. Oh, uh, it's unbelievable! Wow, right next to the convention center thing there, the whatever that music hall is. It's attached to one of the hotels. Oh wow! Yeah, I've never uh, been there. Dave, are you going back to Summer Nam at all, or no? Not on the side of the convention center where the um, uh, shoot, where do we stay? Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, there's Damone Bruin and then Broadway. So it was was it on like sixth or something or well, there's a street on either side of the convention center and right. uh, you know it runs a long way. And sure. it, if I'm, we're looking at the front of the convention center. Yeah, so that's Damone Bruin. It's the right hand street. Okay. Okay, the and, right then the up, and then it's up and then it's up there. They just okay. built a new Marriott on the corner. Oh, okay. So yeah, I've never tell behind it. I can't remember. I stayed there too once. Yeah, and it's attached right over there. And okay, yeah, it possibly is the best best steakhouse I've ever eaten at. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's nice. a bold, that's a bold statement. I was yeah. gonna say that's yeah. Ma market price, dry aged ribeye. Wow. Wow. Die for. Nice. I've eaten there three times now. Mm -hmm. So have you guys seen these uh paid dearly each time? I bet. <laughs> the these advertised uh steak like dry aged bags that you can put your like steak into and then put it in your, your refrigerator and you leave it in there for like thirty days and then you have like a dry aged steak? No. Oh, okay. I'm I, I think I'm, to really do that right, you have to have a temperature controlled climate controls. Hanging it with like I don't even know how they do it exactly. And then, well, and then you, I think you Salt have to involved too. And yeah, that. and you have to cut all that stuff off. Mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah, it has to all be trimmed off. Mm. Um, yeah, that okay. that sounds like that sounds like trouble. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. I, I swear, I, I get like these yeah. Facebook ads. You could poison yourself real quick if you don't yeah. do it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll skip over that topic. Um, <laughs> uh, Cheddar Kung Pao said he thought the Pia's were about five thousand. Um, somebody said thirty five hundred for the plane. Uh, mm. Well, I shouldn't say somebody. It was Aaron Cram who said that thirty five hundred. I think for the plane. Um, so yeah, they're pretty pricey. Yeah, but that honestly, when you think about like the really the the cut above that has all the crazy work on the pickup covers and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, that makes sense for that amount of just ornate work, you know, five grand actually is pretty reasonable. If that's where it's sitting, I would have thought it would have been taller, you know, mm. closer to eight, 10 grand. So, wow. Okay. Interesting. And the only other point I wanted to mention that, that, uh, on the whole Kiesel, uh, thing in Gibson was I felt really bad for, I, I saw salt, Sully, you know, with his guitars, and he they went after him. He went live on Facebook um, and was talking about it. And I just felt bad that uh, somebody like his size, that now he has to lawyer up, he's got to go through all this with them, and his guitar looks nothing like a Flying V either. It's a bunch of bullshit, but they're going after him, 
and now you know, I think Kiesel and Carvin could weather the you know could weather the storm there, but mm-hmm. guys like Sully, you know, I I feel bad for for him, you know, on that. That that's that's going to be tough, you know. Yeah, because to... well, it it costs a bloody fortune to hire lawyers to deal with that. Whereas once again, Gibson has the the finances to to pay for mm-hmm. the legal team behind all of these cease and desist orders. But all these little guys, when they got to pay for a lawyer or a team of lawyers to deal with that, it's, I bet, I mean, that would, that would be frightening. It, you know, that's a yeah. drag. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, um, you know, you know, Sully, Dave, right? Cause he, he's done, yeah, yeah he's done with stuff with Grover and stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a shame. Um, yeah. so yeah, we've got a, a, a bunch of people in the chat, um, I should probably go in and say hi to folks. If that you just you guys... did. Okay, hi folks. Hi folks. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, Keith. You know they are watching. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know I, I'm on my second IPA and I'm actually feeling it. So really? here, I want to make uh, I want to make mention of this. Dave has said multiple times that I don't drink on the show. I need to loosen up. Tonight might be the night. Oh, <laughs> it might be the night. So I'm, I'm actually going to step away. I'm going to go grab another IPA. Um, nice. And, I wish uh, I had one right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you guys just carry on, I'll be right back. Okay. But um, and meanwhile, I'll sip my wine. Right. I'll, Imperial Stout. <laughs> Imperial Stout. I, I'm so curious what that tastes like. Like, well, chocolatey. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate? yeah, honestly, it's well, yeah, it's it's it is a little bit chocolatey, but this one actually has like kind of a, a molasses thing to it. It's mm. really, really complex. It's not a typical like stout or a bitter or even a milk stout. It's way more complex tasting than that. Imperials are awesome. You ever have um, the English brand beer, uh, Samuel Smith's? Sure. Yeah, oatmeal stout. Yeah, oatmeal stout. Oh wow, fantastic beer, or or even the Taddy Porter. Yeah, uh, Taddy uh, Porter's great. Well, the interesting thing was when I was in England, right? So everywhere in England, the 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 pubs sort of have their own brand of beer, generally speaking, and and it's their own brand and stuff. So I was taken on Denmark Street to this pub that was down the street from our. We have a repair guy that does all our work in Europe, and we're hanging out with him on Denmark Street. He's on Denmark Street. And uh, and he takes us to this pub down the street for a pint, and well, it's the Samuel Smith's pub. It's nice, like right from the tap. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm like, I know this beer. He goes, How do you know this beer? Yeah. Because they imported to the U.S. in bottles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they have for a million years. I remember this years mm-hmm. ago when I had that. And uh, but it, boy, it was nice to have it right off the tap. Ooh, oh, I yeah, I bet it was great. Chocolatey. Yeah, well, you could really piss him off and walk in there and go, man, I didn't know you guys had Sam Adams here. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys sell Sam Adams here? Right. Wow. Right, right. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that'll make I friends. I love that stuff. Yeah. That's funny. How to get thrown out of a pub. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a question from Wyatt Willis, and then I'll, I'll leave you guys real quickly for this. Uh, would Dave ever consider a BE or Dirty Shirley amp with a selectable solid state or two rectifier toggle between the two? 
Ooh, I right could do, I could do that with your you know with the new. Well, I could do that with a dirty Shirley, or I could do it with a um, twin sister. So okay, <laughs> it's yeah, easy. I mean, just uh, just you just click between a switch, clicking between the diodes or the two yeah. breakfast bar. So it's it's less different than you think it might be. There is a little tiny bit of a feel thing to the tube rectifier, but it's not as much as you would think it is. Yeah. It's just a little different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I always just felt like a solid-state rectifier was just felt maybe just a little bit tighter. Or I shouldn't even say that. Like, there's this almost like a – yeah, it's just quicker. Um, but, yeah, it's it's subtle, really. But, I mean, sympathetics, guitar players are very – sympathetic animals so if that if that feels better it feels better but you know i actually it's it's a cool idea to be able to switch that'd be great easy great now what i have to put a switch on the goddamn amp <laughs> not putting any it. no more switches yeah <laughs> i'm done the deluxe killed me oh man well but speaking of that that amplifier those switches have basically got to the point now for me because I the last video I did is pretty much the second channel of the BE100 Deluxe. For the clean, super clean sound, I used my Bella. But for everything else, I used a second channel on the BE. And the only thing I really did change, I think I touched the treble once, but really all I did was throw the voice switch and the frequency switch for different tracks. Yeah, and different things fitting different places. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I love about that is those switches are... And they're useful. For a, yeah, for a session player, it's like, it's uh, let me try to click. Oh, there it is, and I can just keep going. What you do know? you think of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's yeah, those switches, you know, keep doing the switches, Dave. That's what I'm saying. Do the damn switches. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Um, <laughs> I just want one channel amp, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just want to make a plexi. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I oh. got to try, uh, if no one has tried it yet, I got to try the new Fryette 100 watt power station. Ooh, how is that? Oh, man. I, I texted Stevie and cursed him out via text. How dare you make a better product than their first one? <laughs> yeah. Wow. How, how dare you improve it? So I did a, I did a, a, a rig. Um, Toshi uh, Anagi, uh, who plays on Jimmy Kimmel. Mm -hmm. um, Toshi's great. Yeah. Toshi, uh, great guitar player. He's doing this fun project um, called Brown M&Ms. So it's a Van Halen tribute band, basically. Huh. Uh, nice. But it's Eric It's <laughs> Well, it's Eric... Toshi, Eric Dover singing, Joe Travers on drums, and Sean McNabb on bass. Nice. It's a great band. Yeah. Um, and they sound amazing. So I got to build this whole little board based around a, an old plexi he has that I totally did the the Eddie trip on Variac, the whole nine yards. Authentic, like super authentic. Like he even dealt as close to the tone as you could possibly get. So wow. you have this pedal board with the phaser and the the boss GE10 EQ mm. and you know the flanger and 
you know, all the typical uh, things. He's got a chorus on there for when he has to do like uh, Pretty Woman or something. Pretty Woman or something, you know, and uh, uh, at one of those MXR Echoplex pedals, you know, into the G10 graphic EQ, into this Plexi, into the power station. Mm -hmm. You know, it's totally dimed into the power station. Yeah. And uh, and then in the loop of the power station, he has a, a, a timeline and uh, Digitech Polara reverb on plate, oh, wow, wow. Re- plate reverb, which is a great, great reverb. Yeah. Uh, at first, he brought me a Hall of Fame, and I, I texted him after listening to it, and I'm like, could you please just take this pedal and run it over with your car a few times? <laughs> because this is the worst reverb ever. <laughs> it, awesome. it was not good it's just not i mean for the plate that he wanted to do right yeah the decays on those reverbs are really weird it just doesn't doesn't have any sparkle or doesn't have any like i'm like i know the one you want it's simple i can buy you one it's a hundred bucks to you. <laughs> you know, they don't they don't even make it now anymore or maybe yeah. they do but um i got it you set it on the plate reverb you can crank it up it sounds like that yeah nice but the hundred watt power station, I'm playing his Marshall through it, and I'm looking at looking at it, and I'm looking at this pedal board, and I'm like, "Man, this is cool." Yeah, I bet. I bet. So as I start texting Stevie, and I'm like, "Going, God damn it! <laughs> really? Now I yeah. have to have one." Right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so we, we struck some sort of deal. So. Right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. When he when he did the. Yeah. Uh, that limited run of those VHT power amps, those were insane. Oh yeah, the purple ones, the beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh nice. man, he had a story for that. So it's like he was telling me. So the people that used to make and anodize those front panels and do all the polishing and everything. Um. So he went to the same people again to get the same product done, and so he gets these, these, you know engraved panels because they're 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 milled panels and then he gets them polished right so they're mirror polished so you can already like you can't even look at it without you don't want to touch it almost but then you have to take it to the anodizer to get it anodized purple so the first time he took it to the anodizer he got it back and it was matte finish it wasn't shiny anymore it's like what 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 did you do well, you have to etch it. You have to etch it to do the thing. No, it's a polished panel. Yeah. You can't etch this. You don't yeah. have to do that. Oh, okay. Can't have them redone. God. Took it back again. They did it again. Oh, you, bro- you broke up, Dave. What'd you say? The third time he made it right. The, the third time the, they, they did it again. They finally got it right. Oh god! Wow. So, so they had so it th- three times. Yeah, three times. And that was just for the the purple. That was just the purple front one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's just that limited run that he did yeah. of the classic and the purple front. And yeah, I don't know how much it was four or five thousand dollars or something. It was yeah. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I sold them all. What's that? He yeah. sold them all, yeah. He sold them all. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they're, well, you know, there's a lot of guys who love that kind of stuff, so. 
Mm-hmm. And that's oh, what, yeah. and that's why I was when we were talking, you know, a few weeks back or however, whatever show it was where we were talking about how rack gear is still coming, is still around. I mean, that's a rack piece right there. I mean, oh yeah, 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 sure. Oh, cool. it's a great, it's a great amp. Mm-hmm. You know, fantastic yeah. amp. Yeah, totally. But great. if you got any old amps, people buy his hundred watt power station. Oh yeah, it's the same yeah. exact size as the other one. And if you have old non-master volume amps that you want to crank up, you can play it at any volume, and it's killer. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I haven't heard one complaint from anybody about that thing. Yeah. As an attenuator, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's got the loop, so it's it's a great Yeah, technically, it wouldn't be an attenuator. Actually, I, I would have killed for this back. In, in the uh, you know late 80s early 90s I would have killed for this product because I did the same thing but a lot more elaborate you know it's yeah. like finding a load using an old Marshall cranking it and doing the whole thing and then putting it through like a big power amp or di- trying different power amps figuring yeah. out which one you like the most yeah. and it all comes down to now you got this little box yeah and it doesn't really do it's nothing it sounds like nothing yeah it's perfect wow. yeah yeah is that was that transparent huh yeah, yeah. wow it was cool wow. really cool by oh. the way for some reason we uh, we we uh got disconnected we are yeah just just now i got disconnected oh no was this it must have been something i said youtube was like nope <laughs> I don't know what happened. So I, now I'm I hit I hit the live button again, but we we went this we got we got Oops, hit a button. No, 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 no. It wasn't me. Like we we, we actually uh, something happened where we just like everything locked up and we we got offline. We some, we're back. We're back. People are watching. So yeah, I, oh, that's weird. Back now. We're back. Sorry, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, because we we lost we had lost Dave for a second. I guess yeah, we lost all of us. Yeah, there was some some glitch that happened. I don't know if it was some on my guy, end or some something. Some guy saying, time to smoke a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, it's because of the IPA. <laughs> it could be. No, I don't, it really wasn't me. Like, all of a sudden, everything just locked up. Ah, uh, that's funny. Dr. Hot Dog, damn, now I have to live my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I, I love these comments. They're great. Am I that stone, or did the show just fade out? <laughs> uh, Gibson just shut. It. Gibson just so shut wait. down tone talk. So then, did, oh, you nice. start, did you start a new live stream then? I did. And does that mean we have a new chat? We might, actually. I'm gonna write. Go to the new live. Because I'm seeing so, the old chat. Yeah. Someone said, see what happens when Mark has a drink. <laughs> <laughs> see, the cease, cease and desisted. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Okay, me, so now you got to send me the new. I will send you the new one. I don't know what happened. That's so, I'm so sorry. Sorry, people. Yeah, it, that's it, says, it, it says we, you know, saying that we have to end this. No. <laughs> All right, I'm sending over uh, the new, I'm sending the new link to you guys. Uh, that's so weird. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's the first time that's happened. 
Um, it's probably my shitty technology. Yeah, yeah. freaking internet. That's what it is. I talk too loud. The acoustic guitar rings. Nice. <laughs> All right. I just sent you guys the link. Let me cool. let me reopen it myself. Okay. People said we're back. Mark E. Lee, come on, goofballs. <laughs> right, man. Oh, that's too funny. Um, all right. Well, so we got a question, uh, Dave. Uh, for some reason, I don't have it yet. Oh, you don't have it? Oh, there it is. Now I do. All right, Dave. Are your new plug? This is the other thing I wanted to talk about. Your new plugins. Um, what Dave, plugins? Your your new uh. I okay <laughs> i'm just kidding dave are your new plugins alliance plugins the same as the ua ones any feel or tone difference from modern vintage uh they are the same uh as the plugins that i came out with before and why can't i uh, sorry um and uh they're just now available to everyone natively so uh, the contract with UA ran out, so we could release them natively. Which means it can so be used on... Laptop with any interface can can buy these now or, or get their plug-in bundle pack from uh, from Brainworks or um, Plug-in Alliance, you know, uh, which is Brainworks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, use it in your laptop in your hotel room. Nice. That's super cool. You don't have to have UA anymore, right? And and now you don't need a Kemper. You can use your Friedman uh, stuff that way. Correct, correct. Although I wa- I wanted to ask, since you're doing that, is there ever a possibility of doing Kemper profiles? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, is that, is that I, don't, a solid I don't think no? <laughs> bullshit because it's 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 just a snapshot of mm. one setting on your amp. You can't change the knob. Mm-mm. It's just a snapshot. So you, you have to do like 100 snapshots of different settings and stuff in order to be able to manipulate between, you know, you can't change. I mean, that's bullshit. Yeah, because yeah, I and this is a one to one model. So I mean, like I remember when when these first came out, I sat there with the Dirty Shirley amp and the Dirty Shirley plug-in, and I had I literally had the computer going into um, a solid state power amp and another cabinet, and then an amp switcher, and I was clicking back and forth between the real amp. And, uh, you know, the, the plug-in and setting the settings about the same and everything and moving the knobs and, like, no, really, it's, like, the same. You know, it's the like same vibe. And I may have felt ever so slightly different, but, you know, not I, – I, they did a really good job when they first did them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's quite good. For some reason, I can't pop out the chat on my thing. It's so weird. Maybe Chat play. is disabled with this live stream. That's what it says. I don't have that. I'm watching the chat right now. Okay, maybe I'll try it again. Yeah, close it out and reopen it. 
Um, I don't like technology sometimes. I know. Well, the, the worst. The, this whole thing is just like... A bunch of bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, my computer's so old, man, I'm scared to even open up my, uh, my old googly thingy because it'll probably shut down my Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was like freaking out. I don't know. It won't, it won't come up on this chat. I can't get the, the chat to come up. That's so weird. On, on the thing you just sent me, there there is like no nothing to even pop it out. Are you able, All right, let me send you another link. Let me try that. Um, let's try again. So... Um, yeah, I was I was freaking out actually because I while you guys were talking, I'm like, why is everything locked up, and I'm not able to do anything. Uh, all right, let me let me send this to you again. Sorry for the technical difficulties, people. Um, all right, so what happens, I wonder what happens if I click on the old chat. I don't think that's going to help. As 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 we disappear again. <laughs> Uh-oh. Just sent it to you again. So, did you guys hear the new Ozzy album? No. Oh man. Okay, I give up. I can't I can't do this. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you 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 can moderate the thing. <laughs> I'll, all right, I I've got it. I usually do it anyway, so no problem. <laughs> Well, I read them too. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I've heard some of the new Ozzy stuff, and I like it. Yeah, I have yet to hear it. I I, I listened to, to the first couple out. songs, and I was just like, "Oh god, this is not good." His voice down still sounds good, though. He's... I don't know, man. I I actually thought I, some of the songs I've heard actually I felt that. I now I haven't heard them all, but I've the the songs I've heard I kind of felt that. It wasn't the same old tired shit that he's mm. been doing for years, and and I thought that was cool. If you're looking for it to be 1980 something Aussie, it's not. Right. Well, that's true. That's true. So that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um. So here's a question, Dave. But with the Dirty Sherling plugin, how do you drive it with a Buxom Boost? Oh geez. <laughs> well, probably you probably really sort of can't. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks and Boost is relying on you clipping uh, a clean booster is relying on you clipping a tube. So uh, I don't think at some point your inter interface is going to like that very much because the Bucks and Boost actually puts out a big hefty signal. Um, so yeah, no, you can't. Mm -hmm. Again. A problem with fake amps. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Tom Harrell asks, question for Dave. If I cannot use speakers at night, what solution, aka, AKA IRs, would you use with a vintage 71 Marshall head? I normally use 4x12s with greenbacks. I know I have my answer. Well, you know, you can you can you can either uh, get some sort of load box, go into your computer and use a pl uh, a plug-in to place an IR on on your track. Uh, Own Hammer makes amazing IRs. Uh, they're my favorite. Kevin from Own Hammer is an awesome guy. 
I talked to him at length at NAM, and we're doing some stuff in the future together. So we're going to, you know, um, should be interesting, some stuff we're going to do in the future. But we won't get into that. <laughs> uh, other than that, I mean, man, an ox, if you can afford an ox. Man, I mean, like for listening enjoyment, because you can add delay and plate reverb and whatever the hell you want. I mean, just plug your amp into that, put it on your, you know, start with some of the presets that are in there and put your headphones on and you're going to be in heaven. I was going to say, yeah. it's it's glorious. The, the ox, yeah. it's glorious. I haven't used it with headphones, but I just use it in my, when everybody's sleeping, I have my monitors here in my, in my bedroom, you know, in my, in my studio kind of den area and i and i play very low and nobody hears it and it just goes through the ox and it sounds amazing yeah. Yeah. i mean you can't i mean like like sean was saying i mean the ox i mean you got it's ua audio man it's 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 it, yeah, it's, green, it's really does back, a great job man yeah and the greenback cabinets there i think there's a punch in the thick yeah the two greenbacks and both those cabinets sound great. I mean, the one I use the most is the greenback, the thick cab. Mm -hmm. But what's hilarious is I, I tend to gravitate towards uh, V30s. Um, but uh, on the Ox, I'm always using the, the greenback, the punch cab. It sounds killer. What do you think yeah, of no, the new v, V30? I, uh, that's what's so funny is I thought, oh, well, that's what I'll be switching to on the Ox. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it. But for some reason, I just kept going right back to the uh, the four by twelve thick. Yeah, I was like, that's my sound. I'm I'm staying right there unless I really need like the V thirty thing. But it was it was completely confusing me because all of my cabinets that I mic up are loaded with V thirties. So, <laughs> so are figure. you mostly uh, on your videos using a lot of aux now? Yes. Well, uh, as far as demo videos goes, uh, if it's an amp. If it's ever an amplifier, I'll either use the cab they sent or I'll use my cabinet. And the only reason that is is because I know that cabinet so well that I never have to question when I get the amp, is this the cabinet or is is this the amp? Yeah. It's like I know that cabinet, so I never have to do that math. I can just focus on the amp. Um, with the aux, it's like, yes, I do know that well, but I don't know it well enough to demo somebody else's amp through it. I know my amps really well through it. So whenever it's an amp demo, that's always on the mics. Uh, whenever it's a pedal demo or a guitar demo, man, I do everything through the aux. If I don't use the aux, um, I use my uh, my D20. Yeah, I mean, there is a, a simplistic thing. I, I remember uh, one of our artists, Tony Martinez, I don't know if you know who, he is the Spanish Catoni, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, did, he did a little demo of a, of a treble booster recently on, on mm -hmm. his channel. And he goes, yeah, I, he's got an old Marshall, like an old four-input Marshall. And he goes, yeah, I never knew about treble boosters, really, and I didn't know I liked them, and I got this treble booster, and it's, it's amazing, you know. Mm -hmm. And he, he goes on about it, and, and he's demoing it through this Marshall, cranked-up Marshall, you know, and it's it just sounds great great and i'm like going that's the ox doing i mean that's just the ox and and i go you can't sometimes i find with videos um unless you spend a lot of time and you're positive the audio sounds great mm. you might get a video with audio it doesn't sound the way you want it to sound and then it, you're just like oh yeah 
so sometimes I almost think like, you know, the ox might be a better choice because, you know, if you get it once that way, mm-hmm. you just use that same preset every time. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And well, and that's the thing. It's like I never I never stray from my Chandler TG2, mm-hmm. Royer 57, exact that setup in there never, ever, ever changes. And the reason it doesn't is because I need that consistency. And, uh, but the other side of the coin is with the aux, because my cabinet room is literally right on the other side of the wall, and I do have it, you know, there's quite a bit of sound absorption in there, but I can still hear, like, sympathetic rumbles. Mm-hmm. So when, I, when I'm running my monitors and I'm running, like, a 100-watt amplifier, I have to get my monitors up above those sympathetics to make sure that I'm not allowing that to be part of what I'm hearing. And I have to monitor so loud. So there's a part of me that just likes the fact that I don't have to have my monitors so crazy loud and I can still get all the open sympathetics off of these 100 watt, 40 watt, 50 watt amplifiers, you know, that I need. But once again, it it is like consistency is everything for me. So, you know, even looking at my Chandler, I'm looking at the settings going, they never change. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I you, will not change them. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I, I, I want it to be consistent. And then I'm also really comfortable when I do do an amp demo. I know it's like, hey, that's deadly consistent. That amp, that speaker cabinet, unless I use somebody else's cabinet, I'll state it was a Sur cabinet or, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like I always make sure people know, yeah, it's my Bogner cabinet, Celestian Royer 57, the Chandler setup, everything, the 57 and the Royer are literally at the same exact level, summed mono, never changes. And that's for me and my listeners. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, just to mention also, Tom Harai mentioned he does have an aux. He was just asking which specific IRs, and I think you mentioned Ownhammer would probably mm-hmm. be the best way to go and then look for their four by 12 greenbacks well, yeah, if, if you if you have an ox you won't be putting irs yeah, in. So that's true too, too. That's true too. using yeah. a greenback i would say the greenback the greenback yeah. stick or the other one the punch, the punch. Uh, start there or, or or you know there are some cool presets and stuff that they they have already done if you're looking for a kind of a certain tone or something i, lo- I love the 80s preset uh <laughs> the van halen one is great the the, the, there's a uh, Guns N' Roses one, which was great. There was there was something uh, I remember seeing Pete. Uh, he did. I th- I'm pretty sure it was a YouTube video. He had done. He was using the aux and he was trying to dial in uh, Eddie's tones on it, and it was it was insane. The video. It was a while ago when he did it, hmm. but he was yeah. he was nailing it, um, even yeah. above what they had done with their presets. But you know, I mean, Pete is such a tone. Yeah, he's a tone junkie. He's in, he's insane, but yeah, I mean, you can, the sky's the limit dialing that aux. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But great. one thing I will say about IR is that is impressive about uh, on the other side, like two notes, is you can audition IRs. I was really impressed with that. Where if if you're online, you can actually audition an IR, and It'll it'll keep cutting out saying hey you're by the way you're just checking this out you don't own it, mm-hmm. but it is I was like you know what that's that's actually pretty cool, um, you know because it allows you to to hear a lot of IRs without buying a lot of IRs, but at the end of the day when when I'm like Dave whenever someone asks if it, if you don't have an aux and you're you know you can do third party just get own hammer, mm-hmm. 
because when I was so frustrated trying to find an IR uh, with my torpedo live, because it wasn't, you know, I just, I, I, all this twiddling and yeah. I was driving me nuts and a buddy of mine said, hey, just, just get this own, own hammer 4x12. And he literally sent me the IR and I was like, oh, done. Right. <laughs> Sounds right. great. Sounds yeah. great. Done. And it's the only IR I ever used before I got the, uh, the aux. Yeah, and he goes, he goes insane with them too. Like, I, you know, it's like he took one of my cabinets and 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 did a whole uh, Friedman pack on on stuff and and like you know putting vintage speakers in the cabinets and doing different things and mm. you know doing that and what does it sound like with this vintage Celestion in the Friedman cabinet and you know yeah. you get an IR out of it and yeah that's awesome yeah yeah um, the the own hammer. IRs that I got were the 4x12 uh, EVH mm -hmm. you know but those greenbacks mm -hmm. that was a, that was a nice sounding one as well before I, I had that in the react I mean, does, all his sound good I mean I don't I don't think you know it's then it's just a matter of preference you want it brighter you want it less bass you want it darker what what are you looking for you know just right. pitching them all until you find one oh I like that one yeah yeah there's no one right thing because everyone's different in what they want to hear. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. It's true. And when you when you buy a pack of of these IRs, sometimes they come with so many in that pack. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like so many different snapshots that you can try. Okay, well, it's slightly off center and it's off center, and you mm -hmm. know all these different variations. Um, we have a, a super chat from Macon Taveras. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Just got here, Sean. I'm a big fan. You are amazing. Sean, I'm a church player. I'm looking for a Dumble kind of amp. Where do I start? Dave, Mark, you guys can answer that too. Wow. Well, yeah, thanks for the kind words. That's that's really sweet of you. It's, um, I, uh, Dumble amps. Well, you know, I always, I always struggle with the Dumble question because it's, well, which, which Dumble did you hear? What artist... You know who was the artist that you heard playing a dumble, or what dumbles have you played? Because the the most difficult part of this is that there there is no one dumble that sounds like the other. Like my favorite dumble is the one that Robin played, <laughs> Robin Ford. So, but that's one dumble sound. But then there's other dumble sounds as well. So, by by dumble sound, do you mean like a like the big open clean that a dumble gives, or do you mean you're wanting. I am assuming on a church gig, you're wanting like a a, a pedal platform open dumble clean voice. I mean, it's just, you know because I you know the first thing that comes to mind is like two rock possibly, but that's a really expensive amplifier. Yeah, um, and I don't even know who else is making them now, really. Right. And right. Like, and like Sean said, what what which which dumble? But I, I mean. mean I mean, oh, I, personally, personally, I'm not the biggest Dumble fan. Yeah. Um, it's just not my kind of sound, but that that that's okay. I mean, it does obviously work great for Robin Ford, and it work great for many people. Um, yeah. I have heard a few that are really good. Exactly. I've heard a bunch of his Fender mod things that were amazing. Hmm. Yeah, um, Ultraphonics mods. Yeah. But see, even then, it's like I want an ultraphonics modded uh, Dumble sound. It's like, okay, well, which one? Which which one did you hear? Because none of those. And then you got the HRM mods, and it's a it's a really difficult question to answer. I mean, 
I've heard glorious, glorious clean sounds from amps like the the Sur Hedgehog. Believe it or not, that clean channel is insanely good. Um, uh, the uh, the car Slant V6, that thing is insane. So good sounding, and that would be a, a perfect pedal platform. Huge clean tones. I'm not even sure if he still makes those. Um, but yeah, because I it's so funny as a kid. When I once, you know, I was working at Lab Sound, I was maybe 18, 19 years old, and guys would actually bring in their dumbbells. And, oh, what yeah. was so, and what was so funny is I was kind of the same way. I didn't, once I finally played one, I was like, I, I don't really, I don't yeah. really get it. This just sounds like a great big fender. And then the overdrive, I couldn't get it to sound like Robin. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, yeah. I guess, you know, it's. Best, best one I ever heard was Steve Ferris's. Hmm. Steve brought, yeah, Steve, Steve brought Steve, his in. Steve had an amazing sounding one, and yeah. I thought that one sounded good. But apparently, according to Steve, uh, he sat there with him forever, uh -huh. to his taste, so yep. to what Steve wanted. So yep. I, I mean, that, and that's the thing. That's how all the Dumbles were born too. It was, it was a, a player amp. So it, yeah. player would come in, and Alexander would tweak the amp for the player's taste in his hands yeah so if you don't have his hands and the amp is second hand now i might not sound good with you right right, right. yeah there, there used to be some really good sounding dumble um clones that were made but they don't the guys went out of business or they they were they're not around anymore a brown note or something was was one or yeah i can't i mean i can't remember well cuz they what is it now it's like uh serotonin go, go for go for two rock yeah well yeah i mean if you have the means just get a two rock for sure yeah they sound killer yeah those are great if you have the means yeah, yeah definitely yeah if you don't yeah. then the other option would be there's that sierra tone guy that you yeah. mentioned yeah cuz you can get a dumble clone through him but he's you know he's out of out of the country um loop the loops thanks for the uh the super chat okay um, <laughs> we, got, we gotta get this timed right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh hey dave speaking of single channel amps i have a 69 sound city l100 mark three with an cool. oddity it has an oddity he says both volumes go to the same side of v2 any idea what would what this any idea what would do this simple mistake or purposeful change good question um no idea actually you know i almost have to look could be a, a mistake uh i i would have to look uh at the schematic of that particular amp in order to um I'm not that familiar with it, so. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, you know, when that person was talking about, I don't forget their name, but they were talking about a Dumble tone. You know, you could always go with a clean sound and get some of these Dumble in a box pedals mm -hmm. as well. Oh. I know. Yeah, okay, but. Well, and once again, that's those are more based on the once again chasing an overdrive tone and once again are, are do you want robin ford's overdrive tone mm -hmm. you know so it's it, it it kind of boils down to the same thing again because you know like the dude pedal the rocket pedals dude that's based on the talk to your daughter tone that's where i was going yep 
Yeah, yeah. So that and and they do they do sound good and they do emulate that sound, but it's that particular sound. I wouldn't say it's a Dumble. It's chasing after Robin Ford's Dumble sound. Right. You know? Right. 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 Uh, Browns fan. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, someone's going to say something. I'm not. Saying anything, but I'm sure someone will. Um, Dave, you still have Friedman Celestian speakers in the works? Not at this moment. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll see in the future. Okay. Uh, Mark Pritchard. Hey, Mark. Can you ask Dave about his Plexi? Is there any videos or audio on it? I would love to hear it. Hmm. You know, there was a um, there was a a long time ago. There was a James Lugo amp shootout hmm. um, video that was done. I don't know if it's still up or not. And it was a whole bunch of amps. There was an old vintage Jose amp. There was a whole a, a early Friedman Marsha amp, and a whole bunch of other amps. And my plexi was in that. Um, no, there there really isn't. But um, uh, it sounds like Van Halen. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it's actually sitting behind me. <laughs> so you guys want to see it? I want to see it. Yeah. There we go. Ooh, nice, nice. And what year is this? This is '68. '68. It's even got the little dome, little uh, Chinese hats on the. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Nice. Super cool. Very uh, cool. Baker's Robert Baker's messing with me. He's yeah. trying to like live live stream like text bomb me. <laughs> Baker, you big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> It's like right when I saw the text, he's like, guess what time it is? I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Because I, I got him last time. He was trying to live stream. I was texting him over and over and over. Oh, really? Oh, you guys mess with <laughs> yeah, each other. Just to mess with him. That's yeah. funny. Break, breaking <laughs> balls. Yeah, Robert's uh, the best, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a great great guy. Uh, Lou Sequoia. Yeah. What's up, Lou? Uh, question for Dave. Have you ever installed a JCM 800 preamp circuit for a customer and a JTM 45 before you did the Dirty Shirley? Nope. Nope, never have. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't even know how I, I decided to do what I did with the Dirty Shirley. It was kind of like, oh, I kind of want to do a more classic sounding amp. Okay, well, let's start with a tube rectified power section. Let's maybe JTM 45-ish. Okay, well, then let's let's tweak on the preamp and let's get that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it just well, came about whatever you did. I mean that I bought that amp without ever playing one and it just ended up being a killer amp. It's a right. really, really good sounding amp, dude. Yeah. I, I, I totally love that amp. Uh, um, it's funny. You, you at different times, uh, you like different ones for a while. Like, you know, like, I really like this one today, and then tomorrow I'm really loving this one right now. And yeah, I I love them all. Like, I, what's your favorite? I don't know. Yeah, 
Well, for me, I, it, I love the Shirley. I love a small box. I, 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 you know, I like the simplicity simplicity of both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love an old Plexi. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I love about it, when I was doing Toshi's rig, what I really loved about it was you have this raging Van Halenized Plexi, but you just roll the volume knob off, say to eight, right. And then it's just like a little lighter and a little crunchy, you know, just crunchy. You roll it off to five, and then it's it's another sound. You roll it off to three, and it's icy, sparkly clean. Mm-hmm. And that's all from an amp that's on ten, you know, just dimed. Yeah. But it it goes from completely clean to completely raging, with yeah. just your volume knob and your pickup choices. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to be said for that, and I think I think people forget. Or don't even know now, mm-hmm. right? What that's like, and when you when you're able to slave something like that in any volume, you still get that. Yeah. So even even if you're playing at lower volumes at the power station with this amp, you roll off the volume knob, it's clean. I mean, it's like sparkly, icy clean. Yeah. You no. Know? Well, yeah. So I mean, as long as it's done proper, as long as it's slaved proper, yeah. Because you wouldn't otherwise really at those volumes yeah. be able to do that because. You know, but when you said that, I was, it dawned on me. I was like, God, I wonder how many of these like younger players have ever really had the chance to plug into like an old '68 Plexi. Uh, no one. Almost yeah, because yeah, it's it's it. You know, for me, it, you know, it's it's mind blowing to to literally actually play the amp that you love the model of or or decided you love the model of. And you actually sit in a room and play that amp. It's literally life changing for guitar players. But and, I, I don't, you know. Yeah, and now you know you have the ability to play it at a low volume if you want with right, that, you can... that that power station or whatever, and, and put effects mm-hmm. after it. And mm-hmm. this is what I did for years. Yeah. So uh, it's it's super cool. I mean, it's just like I can take my I have a hundred old hundred watt Marshall too. Now I can do that. Mm-hmm. The fifty watt. I have a high watt. I have a, a Vox Copper Top AC thirty. Yikes! Yeah. You know, so I you know, all those are just uniquely amazing. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm with that new with that new. Fryette, I'm gonna set up a, a amp switcher with it so I can just oh man click between whatever of these old vintage amps you want into yeah. that thing and just like yeah great there it is <laughs> yeah yeah now Dave did you buy oh. the uh, Saint Rock React IR I thought you I do have it. yeah it's great you like it right yeah it's a good product yeah I, I like it too but uh, now that I got the ox I think I'm just gonna sell it <laughs> because you know I think the ox it's kind of a step up. But well, yeah, I mean, it's a different, it's a different thing. I mean, this is, exactly. just, this is an IR host, and you're just getting an IR. You're not getting the effects or anything like that. Like, the, you know, the Ox has all the magic with the studio EQ and the plate reverb and the the delay and, and this and that. And, yeah, and insane that mic models. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's twice as expensive. So, uh, Yeah, it's twice as expensive. I mean, for, for an IR loader, that St. Rock is amazing. I mean, it's a good load. Has a good reactive load in it, and it uh, it will host uh, quite long, late, quite long millisecond IRs in it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's great. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great price. It's like five hundred dollars. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I if like any that. if anybody wants to buy one, hit me up. I've got one for sale. So uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I might. Well, as well say it's, it's so funny because I I mean I was thinking about attenuators. I was like, well, why don't I really use attenuators? I guess I don't anymore because my world, you know, is so much either on the mics or, and I was actually, I was talking to my buddy about this a while ago. Um, and cause he's the same way. He's an absolutely brilliant guitar player, but he'll try out an amp and, but he won't actually settle on the amp until he's heard it on the mics mm-hmm. on, on his mics. And I think that's what it is for me. It's like, I know there's great attenuators out there and like the power station is killer. But I, for me, it's like, I don't really do that. My world is like, yeah, I'll crank my Friedman, you know, my hundred watt on the mics. So I'm not worried about how loud can you get it? Yeah. How loud can you get it at your house? As long as it's not in this room, (laughs) as loud as I want. If it's, if it's in this room, oh, hell to the no. (laughs) It's like. No way, but in that room, I mean, it it rumbles like crazy, but yeah, I can run that thing as loud as I want. But that's that's the thing. It's like it's my world is is on the microphones now or through my aux. I don't, you know, every once in a while, because even when I was touring with Carrie, no amps on stage, ever. Even when I first got the gig, um, I had to put my glorious D13. I had to put that damn thing through a Palmer. Mm-hmm. di that's how i had to run it the first time i did the gig and it was misery <laughs> this is misery but even then it's like i was thinking about it going man i just i don't sit really in front of cabinets that much anymore my world is on the microphones or or irs you know and then when i do happen to because i i've got you guys can't see them but i've got two cabinets out here that i can amp switch to and every once in a while, I'll go ahead and turn those on. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. This is insane to have that cab sitting right next to you. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I guess I guess my world is just sessions and, you know, in-ear monitors, you know. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, then, you know, something like especially the, the Fryette thing, like I said, that's like a proper slave. Because I, I think, Dave, do you think there's confusion there would have to be between the like a power station and an actual attenuator. That's two different. Yeah, that's animals. two different things. So, so yeah. the 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 Fryat, what it's doing is there's a reactive load in the Fryat, so it's completely loading down your amp, and then it's giving you an effects loop, and then it's a very neutral power amp that's bringing the volume back up. Right, to and, and that's that's considered a slave. That's slaving. But what I can tell you is if you if you if you turn the power off on the thing, it bypasses completely. So it's the head straight to the cabinet. Right. So um, or the standby or one of the two, I can't remember. The standby. Uh, standby. So um, you can A B this if you want to sit in the room with it loud enough. You know, sure. you can A B this, which I did. And if you set the Fryat just right, and personally just right on the Fryat for me is the depth and presence off, which mm-hmm. is flat. And and then the on the on the traditional uh, way it is at the moment, he, though he was playing with some new things, uh, the high frequency switch in the center, and the low frequency switch all the way up. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the way you set it for a proper load that mimics a, like a 4x12 cabinet. Mm-hmm. And, and then the power amp is just literally amplifying that. Right. Without yeah. color. So and when you when you sit there and go back and forth and I, I'm sitting here with the guy that works for me, Jamie, and we're yeah. sitting here, nothing, no. Yeah. See, well, that's what's like, killer. Do you hear that? No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the Friant has ever so slightly more low end, right. but I'm talking like ever so slightly. Yeah, but I mean that's that's it's not so much to compare the Sonics, but just the actual mechanics between an actual attenuator where you're actually you're attenuating the output of your amp it's your amplifier that you're hearing attenuated and i don't think that works as well i think that's more coloring yeah oh yeah that's 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 why i'm you know it starts making it darker the lower you go yeah yeah i mean i have to admit the 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 rivera um rock crusher is is pretty good for at least marshall based kind of amps mm -hmm. uh it i mean it you don't really hear much of a change. Maybe the first click you hear a slight top end loss, but generally on an amp that you're diming like that, I, that's not really the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, but There's yeah, that, that would top. just yeah. But I mean, that would just be the difference because I, you know, because I've I've tried to explain to people like, yeah, one is slaving and one is actually attenuating, and they're they're two different animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, it's like I once again it's my world isn't really on, you know, a cab in the room as much anymore, but the, the Fryad idea is, is killer because you can actually put something between the amp and the cab in yeah. line, essentially. And that's, that's pretty genius. Yeah. You and have it lay in there or whatever and, mm-hmm. and have it sound proper. Whereas with even the best of attenuators, it, that's a, that ain't going to happen. No. Yeah. I mean, if it does, you're cramming the Colorado River down a straw. <laughs> Good luck with that. It'll work right. for a second. <laughs> well, it's, that, that reminds me of, there's a question here from Modern Vintage. He says, do Dave and Sean feel there, or there's any, or hear any benefits with the Ox over the Boss tube amp expander? Uh, seems UA would be better than the Boss. Yeah, honest, I don't have enough experience with the Boss to, to say um I, I keep going back to it's UA, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty hard to like. I mean, I mean you know, the the boss is a is a cool unit. Um, it's sort of like a melt of all these units together. Sort of it 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 seems like it would be a cool live unit because you got the built-in delays and things and and that that can come out of the cabinet. You can't do can't that. Can't come office. out of the cabinet, and that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a different product. I almost look at it as more like a live product as opposed to the Ox seems more of a studio-based product. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think... Good results think, out of any of them. Yeah, absolutely. But with the Boss, can't you run... I think you can actually run line-ins on that. Yeah. As opposed to just, you know, like on the aux, you can't run line ins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's there's advantages. I mean, sonically, I think I'm always going to be a UA guy. But when I think about the the boss, it's like, yeah, from a live perspective and just being able to do different things with it. Um, 
yeah, it's once again, what do you need and how do you want it to sound and how are you using it? The boss might be way better for you. Yeah. Right. It just it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was mentioning you yesterday, Sean, uh, with the boss, you could actually have it running, you know, between your amp and your cabinet, uh, attenuating your amp and also have effects. Right. Out of the cabinet. Right. Yeah. Out of the cabinet. Right. Which, yeah. which you with the ox, I don't think you can. Oh, no. My, Michael Nielsen says something on the uh, about the Fryette here. Hi, Michael. What's uh, up, Michael? Uh, he goes, I agree on the Fryettes, which is it makes it a half reactive load when you set the middle position, but it's a little more natural sounding. It's not half a reactive load. It's always a reactive load. What there's essentially in a reactive load, there's there's two coils. So there's a, a base frequency coil, which which dictates the base hump of like a speaker uh, um, um, speaker curve, and then there's the high end part. So on the Fryette, those are just adjustable. So in the down position on the switches, on both of them, it's a, a resistive load. So then it's just varying how much of that hump or uh, there is. So, um, so like if you look at a curve of a speaker, there's a big low end, uh, like a low end hump, and then it ramps up in the high end. Mm-hmm. So one switch is adjusting how high that high end is going, and the other switch is adjusting how high that low end hump is going. It's still reactive. It's just adjusting the frequency response of it, so to speak. So I, that may, explains it a little bit more. I well, I just got educated. Yeah, I got edu I got educated. <laughs> um, Frank Quinn, what happened with the small box pedals at NAM twenty twenty? I haven't seen anybody using them. I don't think they're out. They yet. don't exist yet. Yeah, I was, they're, not <laughs> they're not out. out right? Yeah, they're not out yet. Uh, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, with all of What's been going on, um, I mean, our products are made here, right? But all the components in any electronic com- electronic things come from China, pretty much. Resistors, capacitors, this, that, sometimes even blank boards. Even if, it, even if it's a U.S. company you're buying boards from, sometimes they're subcontracted to China. Um, so, unfortunately, guess what? Everything is behind schedule because of what's going on over there. And uh, uh, so waiting on the parts, waiting on boards, waiting on things uh, to make them here. And, you know, we don't know when they're coming. So, yeah. So why is it? So why isn't anybody playing them? They don't exist. Yeah, they don't. They're fake. I have. Here it is. This is the only one. Yeah. This is the one that was at NAM. Yeah. So it's backed up everything. It backed up everything, and probably you know, I would imagine the supply of iPhones will be backed up. Yeah, they've already. Their stock took a major hit recently. Yeah, I mean, like. And, you know, don't anyone read anything into this. It's not our products aren't made in China, but. But everything that you put in your products is made in China. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, even the steel that your U.S. steel manufacturer is using 
the the I've been ex- explained to me that the the ingot they use to make the steel comes from China. Wow. So he goes, it doesn't really. He goes, U.S. steel. What's U.S. steel? There is no U.S. steel. It's it's it's, it's all coming from China. How crazy is that? So. So well, even the crazier thing that, that my man explained it to me, he goes, well, here's how it works. So, you know, all the steel that came from the, tra- the tra- World Trade Center, you know, that all went to China, all the surplus steel, which then it was melted down and made into ingot. And ingot is what they make steel out of. And then it ships back to us. Yeah. So we can make steel out of it. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. That is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean pretty much pretty much the US. I mean, you know, transformers, we have our transformers made here. Where do they get the the steel from for transformers? I don't know. So, I I can't say. You know, the chassis are made here. Switches are carling, so they're made in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, a bunch of other little switches are made in China, for sure, like the little toggles and little tiny switches that are on a NAM. Uh, well, tubes are... Well, tubes, that's a whole other problem now. Yeah. Not only are some of those made in China, but the factory had a fire, and now the factory's closed right now and probably won't be open again for maybe a year or two. Really? Which cha- which so one? we're gonna every Chinese tube is gonna run out completely. Hmm. Any Chinese power tube, anyone vested in six L sixes from China or 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 EL thirty fours from China or all the Chinese preamp tubes, pretty much everyone's gonna run out pretty soon here. We bought a ton. We're gonna run out. So then I have to find alternatives. Luckily, the power tubes. Are- Russian right now, so that's fine. Yeah, say Russian yeah. is probably the next Russian, step. Russian, yeah. Or pretty much when you say your amplifier is assembled with parts from all over the world in the USA, you know, that's essentially what, what, what you're saying. Because, you know, there's our coupling caps are US made. Hey, that's made here. So our synergy coupling caps or mustard caps are made here, um, but nothing, you know, nothing else. I mean, just the reality—they don't exist. Don't tell me to use something made here because they just don't exist. <laughs> Which is so sad, but it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. and then even if you get, like I say, a CTS pot, which is technically sort of made here or some other facility in Mexico or something, uh, but then all the stuff that goes in the CTS pot is made in China. Your American-made car. Yeah. yeah. Your American-made car that's made or assembled in America is made from sub-assemblies from China, mostly. Computer, anything computer, wiring harnesses or anything, that's all coming from China. So Yeah, all our phones, obviously, are all from China. All the phones, all your computers, all your TVs, your toasters, your dishwashers, your... Stoves, right? Refrigerator. Yeah, and then all, and that's all going to get backlogged because of all this crazy coronavirus yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
I want to mention uh, BV Ninja. Uh, he said that Mark missed the super chat from Cheddar. I'm not sure if I did, but if I did, let me know, please. Uh, he said, I sent a second super chat on the previous stream asking if I could still order a single channel Dirty Shirley with the twin sister additional controls. I think we said you can do that, right? Yes, you can do that. I mean, you, I mean, you can do that. I'll do it for you. Um, yeah, I don't know where that super chat was, but yeah. Yeah, so, so they said Mark missed sorry. a couple. I am sorry if I missed any super chats. Please let me know. Uh, put it in the chat. I promise I will get to it. Um, and Sean, how are you doing on time? By the way, it's. Uh, um, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, if, I'm you, fine. If, I'm if you want that, if you want that single channel amp, just reach out and send me an email, and I can I can kind of refer you to some place that can help you get that done. So. Uh, Tom Harhai says he's made of all Chinese parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's it's the Scott L music. Viva la India. <laughs> well, oh, wow. Well, yeah, that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope uh, personally, just from a health perspective, I hope everybody gets better. It's uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's horrible. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I keep thinking of uh, Santiago, who's over in Hong Kong. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, oh, I really? haven't heard from him. I should send him a message and see how he's doing. I wonder if he's. Yeah, how's it going? I mean, it might not be so bad in Hong Kong, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, Jim Ray Hawkins says, "Sounds like boutique distribution needs to start manufacturing tubes." I oh, good it, luck. I wish it was yeah. that easy. <laughs> I wish it was that uh, easy. Um, so Frank Arie says, what's going on with the tubes in China? Why are they no longer making them? Uh, we, so I don't know the whole story exactly, but there was some sort of fire at the factory and then the government got involved and they were planning on moving or something. And it, there's this weird, they can't reopen where they are now, but they have to move the factory and supposedly they're moving the factory. But this is like, I don't, it's all hearsay. So, no idea. I assume that it will resume production at some point in time in a new location, but uh, no guarantee. Wow. So, stock up now. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might not find them. Well, in that case, just turn down. Don't play so loud. Because we, <laughs> we, 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 we bought most conceivable preamp tubes available. <laughs> wow. And we're great. still going to run out in like three months. Really? Wow. That fast. Wow. Well, you think about it. So Boutique, with all the brands, although they're not used in every slot, the Chinese preamp tubes are used in the slots that aren't going to be microphonic. And uh, in all the amps that are produced there, mm-hmm. Some of my amps that might be, you know, four tubes at a clip for one amp, you know, that starts to add up quickly. Yeah. yeah. And that's just your uh, amps, yeah. And hundreds and hundreds of tubes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Here's an interesting question. Blake Burris, thanks for your question. How do I get an early kiss sound from my dirty Shirley pedal? 
I would think it'd be mid gain. Light gain, even. Yeah. yeah. I, I, light gain. Early kiss is very light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I call that the New York guitar sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that? Uh, I, I get it. Uh, that Marshall that wasn't quite turned up enough was just like barely breaking up, but it didn't sound cool like ACDC. It just sounded like, eh. And, and like a lot of New York bands had that kind of sound. It seemed to be a New York thing. It was like, like even Twisted Sister and all those, Mm -hmm. you know, like seemed to be like a New York thing, not the greatest guitar tones. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems like it's a little more kind of mid-centric anyways, that, that tone. But it's that's a doable that's a doable thing with the Dirty Shirley, that's no problem at all actually. Yeah, I was going to say it's in the, the back gain way down and mm-hmm. turn it up a little brighter and mm-hmm. keep the don't get the uh, on the Dirty Shirley pedal. Uh, remember, uh, I would say the first thing you should do with the Dirty Shirley pedal is turn the mid off, dial in everything else, and then slowly bring the mid into where you like it. Because it, the mid comes on quickly in that pedal. And if you start it at half, you're already, like, way too far. You're barking. Uh, yeah. I probably should have, in, in retrospect, in, in hindsight, I should have used a different taper pot uh, that came on later. So Because people have a natural tendency to turn everything at noon. And, and then, you know. Mm. But it's a good sounding pedal. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Yep. Um, Frank Pitcha, why is it so difficult to Michael manage? Michael Deals, ha ha ha, going for the eh tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's agreeing. New York Dolls, yes, yes, the nasal New York guitars, New York City guitars. That's, that's funny. Well, we need a pedal called the eh, Robert Baker. We need a pedal called the eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great i was trying to be nice i was like well it's mid-centric mid-centric <laughs> oh god that's too funny yeah well i've i've never been a fan of how the kit how kiss was recorded i mean their recordings are just so lo-fi anyway and the guitar tones like i couldn't tell whether it was actually the amp I would- What's Sorry, the <laughs> J, J, James uh, Kohler music. Why would you want to sound like Kiss? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry for any Kiss lovers. I'm not one of them. Yeah. Well, from a tone perspective, no. I mean, I you know, there's a few songs. That I'm I'm not, I know people love Kiss, and I, 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 whatever. I get it. I just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was never a big fan. I know, like Vinny Moretti, who, by the way, uh, missed the show tonight because he he went to a Led Zeppelin tribute band. I gave him a lot of shit about that, by the way. <laughs> Wasn't he in earlier in the chat? He was, but he said he couldn't hear yeah. anything. <laughs> he said he was okay. at a concert, so he said he was still making it just to be hardcore. So I was like, "All right, good for you. Thanks." Man. <laughs> um, That's awesome. So. Uh, Here's a question from Frank Pitcher. Why is it so difficult to manufacture tubes in the U.S.? I think it's regulatory requirements, right? It's based on 
EPA? Well, it, it, it yeah, it has to do with EPA and, and regulatory stuff. But even even more so than that, the market's kind of limited for the amount of tooling and the amount of uh, kind of equipment you would need to do this. You're not going to make any money. I mean, you, you, I mean, you only sell so many of these tubes. You, I mean, you have to sell thousands of these things to really make any money. Right. So it's not, man, yeah, it's not going to, it's not ever going to happen. Yeah. Here. Yeah. There was a, there was some company I remember a couple of years ago at NAM they were talking about, oh, we're making U.S. tubes. That never came to that. Never. It yeah. Just, it, um, it could be done because now there's a whole bunch of robotics and stuff that could be used and they could modernize the way they make tubes because they do in other industries make uh, different versions of tubes uh, in a totally different fashion. Uh, but again, how many millions of dollars are you going to put into this and what yeah. is your return on this? How are you going to how long is it going to take to recoup the investment of time and, and, and machinery? Uh, you're never going to make any money. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mass, just... mass amounts of volume. You'd have to move so much volume. And I, at the end of the day, you'd have to be like some billionaire that just is doing it for the love of, I want to move electrons in a vacuum. Yeah. Well, you know, it, when tubes were in use in the heyday, it was in TVs, it was in military, it was, computers I mean, yeah it was in everything well it's still used in some military stuff sure they oh, still there's still military tubes in certain fighter planes and certain different things that are ex insanely expensive tubes hmm. like fifteen thousand dollar tubes you know like like that that are because they're reliable right and 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 which is interesting because you know, we, we know guitar tubes not to be reliable, but um, yeah, there's still this stuff in military. Interesting. Still used to this day. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah military spec. Um, Frank Quinn said, Sean did a great demo on the Dirty Shirley. P.S. My wife hates you. He, he, he. I don't, don't. Don't drag me into this, man. <laughs> not, not as many wives. Many more wives hate me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. As I've been told many times. <laughs> uh, Robert Baker asks, "How many tube makers are left?" Uh, so there's uh, Slovakia, JJ, um, and uh, Electro Harmonics. Uh, Mike yeah. Matthews. A couple, couple, couple Russian factories are doing it, and well, there was China. One factory. So none, pretty much. It was three, now it's down to two, I think. There might be more than one factory in Russia doing it, though. Mm -hmm. uh, Deja Blue asks, Blue Guitar uses nanotubes. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, that's uh, actually a vintage tube that isn't made anymore. So eventually, it's going to run out. Although he has thousands, so maybe not for a anytime, long time. Anytime soon, yeah. Um, and by the way, the blue guitar, that blue one, or the amp one, or his uh, 
uh, Iridium amp, or they they sound great. They're really yeah, great. it's cool. Very cool. Thomas is a great guy. Mm-hmm. Great uh, guitar player. Really great guitar player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very you know very bluesy and yeah he's he's really good good dude. Mm-hmm. The China brand. Someone asked what was the China brand. Shugang, Shugang, Shugang. However you say it. Mm-hmm. Main Chinese Chinese factory that makes all the tubes. So I have to think that Magic Parts, who is one of the main tube suppliers to manufacturers all over the U.S., uh, who are heavily vested in the Chinese tubes, meaning most of the tubes that they sell are Chinese, are shitting themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can so, imagine. Wow. And then all yeah. the other distributors are probably shitting too. I mean, Amprex and... Uh, ARS probably, and they're probably all out of stock. Well, I mean, like some of the, some of those places are they they sell other tubes, but uh, specifically Magic Parts. Magic Parts is one that would import a lot of Chinese tubes and sell them to big manufacturers like Mesa Boogie and 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 even Marshall and you know. So they're highly vested and have developed models around. Uh, from the Chinese factory. So they have many tubes that they've worked with them on over the years. New models. I gotta think there's right now. So. Right. Okay. Um, We got a question from Reza Khan. Uh, hey guys, how are you? Doing good. Uh, question for Dave: Are the effects loop on your amps before or after the power amp? Effects loop can't be after a power amp. I think you mean before or after the preamp. That must be what you mean because there's no way you can you can't plug a speaker cable into a pedal. Well, you can. You can for a you second. Can. Uh, it, it, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> um, That'd be kind of interesting to see what happens. <laughs> it brings back the whole shoving the Colorado River down a straw thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's between the preamp and the power amp. So there you go. Okay. Uh, Deja Blue has asked this question. want to put an amp into a pedal see what happens. <laughs> That'd be a great video, man. See what kind of smoke or flames comes out. <laughs> yeah. We'll get uh, Henning to do it. <laughs> exactly. He's like, you know, we, just won't, we just won't tell him that his amp might not work after it's done. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's funny. I should take one of the old, old old amps I have sitting around down at the factory that is literally just collecting dust. And yeah. But yeah, wait, like literally. Let, let's see if we can blow up this amp. Yeah, literally run from the amp to like a chorus pedal into a cabinet. And just dime it and hit it and see what happens. <laughs> Literally dime it. Yeah, just dime the thing and just hit it. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Yeah, that would. That but would it's get... got to be a, a like a chorus pedal, some like really cheap like chorus pedal straight to the cabinet. Be nice. perfect. Yeah, that'd be that's see video. What kind of spark, see what kind yeah. of sparks we can. 
Oh my gosh, that's good. Some... That's good TV. I was going to say oh, yeah. you get some hits on that video. Heck yeah. Oh, <laughs> see now. Wait, here's now, now. That's a plan for 42 Gear Street. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> man. We'll... Henning, can I borrow one of your amps? <laughs> hey, you want to try something? <laughs> Henning, you like to compare things. <laughs> we'll just fo- we'll just be looking at the amp and the chorus pedal. <laughs> see what happens. I think it would just be like a. <laughs> that's about it. You ever ever see that guy's uh, YouTube channel, Johan Segborn? Oh, I think so. Yeah, he does like a lot of plexi type videos. He's he's the kind of guy who would do that kind of experiment or something (laughs) like that. uh, If you haven't seen his channel, Sean, I'll send you a clip of his stuff. Yeah, Yeah, send me the link. Yeah, he's really cool. He does a lot, a lot of like weird videos of like, okay, well, what happens if um, if I slice the cone of this of this cabinet and see what happens? Right. You know, like all these like little yeah. experimental things that he does. All right, nice. Yeah, he's a good player too. Um, cool. Uh, Deja Blue, Dave, are are your products or say new the new product? Let me rephrase this again. Dave, are your products or, say, the new power station anything that could not have been created in the 40s, 60s, or 60s? Is it all just popular, refined taste and progress? Um, well, I mean, hmm. that's hard to answer. Uh, well, the power station, for instance, I mean, I don't think any of these products are new technology, so to speak. It's it's rehashed, highly idealized uh, uh, versions of circuits that have been around a long time. Um, now the question is, could they have built it then? Power station, maybe, maybe not just because the size of components and the smaller manufacturing and things maybe maybe not uh as far as my amps and stuff i mean you know theoretically but no one had the idea to do this stuff then so i mean theoretically yes you could use all the components that they had then to make the same thing i make now Mm. and you'd have vintage tubes it'd be really nice uh but uh (laughs) But uh, the question is, it, it takes years and years and years of this R&D and, and guitar players playing amps and, and all the progress that happened over time. You know, you, you went from these loud amps and then, oh, I want a master volume. And then it progressed to a master volume circuit amp with, say, like a Marshall JCM 800 uh, from the four input amps. And, and then it progressed from that, oh, I want more gain. Okay, how do you do that? So then it, it just... So yes, it could have been made then, but but the, uh, but the idea wasn't there. But then. I don't think the idea was there yet, or the or the kind of music, you know. Right, I was going to uh, say the need like, wasn't there either. I need that game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the original apps were designed to be clean. They weren't even designed to crank up and distort. Yeah. That wasn't that, that wasn't the goal of the first Marshall even. Right. You know, it, it wasn't until then the Who came along and you know <laughs> cranked it. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah, distortion was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Starship was a bad thing, correct? So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That, that's a tough one. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's a good question. Good question. Thanks for the question. Um, 
Michael Nielsen said, oh, I accidentally plugged my 50-watt amp directly into my Apogee converter. It sounded <laughs> awesome for about 1.3 seconds, then boom, dead Apogee channel. <laughs> that I bet. Ta-da. Did you really do that, and how did you do that? <laughs> wow. Yeah, plugged directly. Oof. Like you just took the amp and the speaker cable into the Apogee. <laughs> Poof. Yeah. Yeah. That would not be good. Um, let me see. I'm looking for other questions. Uh, oh, someone wrote, oh, I love Mr. Segborn. Yeah, he's great, man. Really cool channel. Um, Johan is God. Yeah, you should guys. <laughs> yeah, he's, he really does some great. He loves ACDC. Uh, in depth. In depth. What uh, videos generally? Yeah. Wow. Depth. Like. Yeah. What's it, Fifty speakers. Right. Right. Oh, exactly. Okay. You know, like. Let's let's see if a champ can sound like a Marshall. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and his videos are cool. Yeah, he's 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 cool and um <laughs> and a good player too. So. Um, Michael Nielsen. Yep, it was out of the power station. Whoops. Wow. <laughs> so what did he do? I so I got to do this now. <laughs> John, we got to do this. We got to do it together. That, that's the video. Oh. That's the video at 42 Gear Street, man, right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, 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 that'll be the winner. Yep. <laughs> I, I will have to ship a donor amp for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I we we have we have some amps that were old sample amps that are just literally laying around because there's no guarantee what's gonna happen. I mean, there's a chance the output transformer will blow up. But I mean, would would the signal even make it through like a, no. a chorus pedal circuit before it even got to the cab? I don't. Would it even make it to the cabinet? Well, that's good. Actually, that's a very good question. I mean, theoretically. I mean, there's one way to find out. But. Theoretically, sound might come through the pedal. Yeah. Because it's not really, it's AC signal. It's not, it's just like a guitar's AC signal. It's just five times the level. Right. So, um, something would have to just burn that's completely. A, that's a very so that... good question. I wonder, even, even really quiet, I wonder if you could put an amp through the pedal into the. Into a cabinet? It'll burn. It'll it'll die for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm kind of curious now. <laughs> oh, that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, ever, you ever see that video? Donate a pedal, a shitty pedal, and yeah. uh, and uh, an amp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you ever see that video um, that Wampler did of his Tumnus pedal at 18 volts or? One of his pedals at 18 volts, and it just like, yeah, set, set on fire. Like I was like shocked. Oh really? Yeah, I was like, holy shit, that can yeah. really happen. Just like plugging 18 volts into a into a pedal. Well, it doesn't always happen. Depends yeah. on what is going on in the pedal. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. Some pedals, some overdrive pedals, and things can take 18 volts, no problem. Yeah. Well, hit that particular pedal couldn't it went and it set on fire. I was like, wow, that is. That's uh that's a dangerous thing that could happen. Um let's see. Looking for more questions. So while I'm looking for that, so Sean, 
You just did a recent video, which was uh, really great on how you record and you know oh, and, yeah, yeah. and how you use the ox. Um, you know that was a great video. I love your channel, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's, the videos I've been doing lately are really just based on if I get enough questions, then I I'll do a a video about it. And and that was that one was really based on you know people were sending me emails going you know well what is your method? And for me to try and type that over and over and over, I, yeah, what is my method? I you know I was like you know what I'll do a video about it and. That video was actually really, really difficult for me because I've got my computer super old and I had to figure out how to do screencast and aggregate audio to get so I could screencast and talk at the same time and have everything sync and show somebody a Pro Tools session. That that video actually almost killed me because mm. my computer would just go <laughs> like in the middle of it. I'd have to start over again. And but uh, but yeah, that video. Um, even the someone send Sean a new computer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna hang on to this old old Bessie until it's until it's done. It's like a 2012 iMac, so it's it's hanging on for dear it's, life. Yeah, but, it's, it's almost ready to go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, those videos are all based on questions like the Telecaster video, the live on Letterman. It was because enough people had asked about what was happening with that. Is people thought that solo was the solo on the record. And I, I kept having to tell people in emails, no, that actually was my solo, and then tell them the whole story with Brad Paisley, and that's why I did that video. And then even the, the string video that I did was really based on people saying, hey, I saw Rick Beato's video, and, and what should I do? Mm. So for me, I was like, okay, I can only answer so many of these emails, so I'll, I, I did that video. And, and yeah, people have been really, really sweet i mean it's you know i'm i'm blessed that people watch those videos i'm I'm blessed that i've got twenty four thousand subscribers i'm like you got to be kidding me i've got the personality of a freaking water buffalo and, <laughs> <laughs> and and yet people you know are so kind to like subscribe to my channel it's really yeah it's 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 great I'm well you really know you talked amazed. about you talked about this. We actually talked about it at NAM, but you also talked about this. I th actually think on your channel, which was that Henning gave you some advice, which was to open up a bit more and be more, you know, yeah. talk more about your, you know, your life and be more yeah. personable and just kind of open up a little bit more. And I think since you've done that, also, it has, you know, a lot, added a lot to the personality of your show and and uh, you know your channel. Yeah. Well, that was really great advice from Henning because my whole thing was like, well, I'm I'm here to try and and educate somebody either on a product or, and you know, basically when Henning had said that, I you know I was trying to conceptualize, well, how does that even work? And what happens is I've got like a million things running through my head while I'm talking about something, and it's usually either self-deprecating. Or something else is, you know, and now I get to the point where I, instead of self-editing myself, I just blurt it out. <laughs> and if it's, you know, if it's bad, I'll edit it out. <laughs> right, <laughs> I feel right. like, oh, I probably, mm -hmm. probably don't want. But yeah, it's, you know, it, it was kind of freeing for me because now I can, you know, just be more yeah, of who I am and less matter of fact. And because mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be that guy anyway. So I just felt like, well that's that's what i'm supposed to be doing so yeah it was really great advice from henning it, it helped quite a bit 
Yeah. And I still, you know, I still have to, I catch myself going back to the old mode of, you know, like a presenter almost. And Very yeah, I'm cl- trying to more just, clinical. Yeah. 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 And I don't, you know, I don't want to be that guy. So that was really good advice. So thank you. I'm, I'm glad, you know, it's, it's, you know, you've seen it. Yeah. Cause <laughs> no, it comes through. Just it don't definitely... start wearing his shirts. Huh? As long as you don't start wearing his shirts. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. No. Mr. No. Good yeah. Shirts. No. Yeah. <laughs> Animals are fine, but the shirts, please. And the sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's funny because every once in a while, because that's the other thing I, I just let happen now is I've got this crazy cat that likes to, you know, wander around the room while I'm working. And normally I would grab her and put her outside so she's not a distraction. Now I don't. If she ends up in the videos, she ends up in the videos. Yeah, you know. Star. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Well, when we were talking last night, I was like, uh, I think she might knock something over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's, she that's, has. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I have a cat that purposely does that. Oh, yeah. To get attention. On something and, and just like look kind of looks at you and goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> knocks knocks the, the vase off the thing or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you little asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, her her thing is finding any open back cabinet. So I've got a Bella cabinet over here, and I've got my beloved D13. Yeah, she crawls in there, and she'll make sure I can hear her chewing on the speaker cable. Oh. Yeah, because well, she, she knows I'll get up, and to her is the tension. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You but said it, those cabinets are live, right? You have them on the amp switcher, right? <laughs> No, that would be so awful. Man. <laughs> You're have to do that one of these days. Come on, just uh, see what happens. Oh, it would be Almost so horrible. Like, I could never do that yeah. to her. Just, yeah, the cat will be climbing the drapes in the back there. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like she she just wants attention, so she knows I'll get up and go get her out of the cabinet. That's just. That's the game she loves to play, right, you know. Way to fix that. She'll <laughs> never go in the cabinet again. So, that would be so rough, man. <laughs> you don't have to be super loud, but it'll be enough to scare the living piss out of her. <laughs> All right, just just enough to. Yeah. They won't go go near it again. Oh, yeah, that would be rough. <laughs> That's I did that once. The cat never came back in this room again. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Uh, that's Frank, awesome. Frank Pitcher says the self-deprecating humor works, makes it fun. Uh, oh, well, thank you. Robert Baker said Sean's one of the nicest people, people you will ever have the pleasure of meeting. I agree with that. Oh, that's uh, really and kind he, of you. But then just before that, he wrote, "You have a personality of a nerd." So you know, I don't know. If you can, <laughs> I don't know if you can really <laughs> trust that guy. So quite honestly, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Rob, Rob, oh, that Robbie Baker man, he's he's good people. Yeah, he's, he's good people, and yeah, he's a nerd. And he's yeah, and he's a good player too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yep. and he's Heck young. Yeah, he's, I know that pisses me that, off. Yeah, I was about to say that's the part that really pisses me off. He's young. He's like yeah. half my age, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and plays better. He's than a me. baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's, it's it's crazy. I mean, I was I was talking to uh, Lyle Workman just the other day, and he, uh, you know, because he's coming out with an album that's good lord when this album comes out every guitar player should have this record i mean he he sent me the the full res files of the record it's not released yet it's insanity 
how good it is. But we were talking about younger players uh, like Anton Boyer. There's some. Uh, there's a Ma- Mateus Mancuso. Mancuso. He plays with just plays like classical. But these, you got these really, really young kids. I mean, these are young kids that are just, you've got to be kidding me good. And, and I, I, I don't, other than, you know, the very thing that, that destroys, you know, old farts like me is the thing that is creating these insane players. Because, you know, when I was a kid, if I was trying to figure out a Pat Metheny thing, I had to scratch the record up. Now it's like if some kid wants to learn some crazy line, he'll just get on YouTube and someone will show him how to do it and slow it down and tab it. And then they'll lock in on it if they've got the right focus. And yeah, by the time they're, you know, 17, 18, 20, 25 years old, they're just insane talents. Like it's just unbelievable. Some of the players that just these days, these young kids, it's like, wow. Yeah. You've just got to be kidding me. <laughs> I remember uh, when you just it reminded me when you said tab. I, I remember uh, Sammy was out here for a couple weeks, and uh, he was sitting here at my shop, and because his new record was coming out, he was doing tabs for the record too. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I remember going in there, and he's just going. <sighs> <laughs> this is fucking hard. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, to yeah, well, it all out after the fact, especially the solos oh, yeah. and things. Like, oh yeah, oh god, he was just like, oh, oh yeah, because I, I'd be yeah, I mean, somebody else. Took him, like, the whole time he was here, like weeks. Oh, I bet, yeah, because well, Sammy, Sammy's a beast of a player, and yeah, I wouldn't want to tab his solo. <laughs> no, I was gonna say no way. <laughs> no yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah, he didn't really want to either. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Good for him for doing it himself, because I would have had somebody else do it. No, 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 he did it all himself. Well, he's yeah, he he's really great at that though, right, Dave? Like he's he's a te- he's been you know the the thing about Sammy is he's been teaching. He's never had a job. Yeah. He never worked anywhere else, but yeah. he taught from the time he was sixteen years old. Wow! Wow! So all he's ever done is play guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how old he, is he, how old is he now? Twenty seven. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. he's, he's like Robert. He's like Robert. Still age. baby. Yeah. Still yeah. baby. But uh, yeah. you know, still just a older. Uh, but uh, I'm like, wait, you never had a job anywhere? Nothing? No. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. he's he's an amazing player. Uh, I just got oh, yeah. the record out, people. If you if you don't know or haven't seen, it's it, it's out now. So yes, uh, I'll, I'll put that right there. Sammy Bowler's nice. new album. Um, yep. And uh, he sent it to me, and it's great. I listened to it yesterday in the car, and uh, he's he's a ripping player. Just really, really talented kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I uh, last time I saw Sammy play live, I was actually with you, Dave, at Gearfest. Oh yeah, yeah I, I was and watching I, you. I was watching. Yeah, because I literally looked at Dave and I went, "I hate him," and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> he, was, he was ripping it at Gearfest. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he was killing it. Yeah. The thing that's always been nice about uh, Sammy is he always attacks the instrument. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's fearless, he's afraid yeah. to attack it with mm-hmm. ferocity, you know, and uh, uh, and that's so sometimes missing in a lot of, shall we say, the YouTube guitar players and stuff, you know, it's it just. Yeah, well, I'm I'm always jealous of players like Sammy's that way. Uh, gosh, um, Eric Gales. Yeah, a, he attacks that way. Um, Doug Rappaport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, oh, uh, big drill car. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Phil X yeah. plays that yeah. way. Plays with that kind of aggression and just fearless playing. Because for me, it's like I'm. I play okay, but I, I'm kind of edited. I, you know, I'm not all out. And when I see guys like Sammy, just all out, uh, Phil X, all out, Doug, you know, Eric Gales especially, it's just like, oh, oh man, yeah, he's a monster. That's, that's, Eric Gales is just like, oh, oh God. yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 obviously like Eric has, you know, his phrasing and his, you know, everything is beautiful. But what really gets you is the the way he presents it is just all in like he's all in all the time and and for me it's like god i've never been that way it's like i i would like to be that way <laughs> right so good guitar, strong righty played lefty yeah. All, yeah. The, all the licks are backwards yeah yeah and, and what's watching it just going whoa and and what's funny about eric is he's right-handed he p- uses oh, when really? he writes yeah he's right-handed but i apparently and I, hopefully I'm not getting this wrong, but he felt like, well, this hand has to do all the work. So the right hand should be on the neck. Mm-hmm. And that's apparently what happened. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's so cool. Because once again, he was, it's just everything was organic, man. He's like, this, this is how I play guitar. And I love it. And he's just all in. Like every time I see him play, I'm just like, oh. I mean, the playing is killer, but what I'm really jealous of is just, he's just all in, hook, line, and sinker, you know? Yeah, he's explosive. So good. Yeah. So good, yeah. You know who I, yeah. I'm really impressed with as well? I saw him at Nam. I mean, how old is he, 10? Taj Ferrant? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah Taj. <laughs> he's going to be a little beast. A yeah, beast. he's not messing up. Well, and, uh, that kid, uh, Marcus King, is cool, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're speaking of these dang kids, so it's, man. It's it's sort of interesting. So I uh, I I mean, so out here, uh, KLOS, the big, you know, the the big rock radio station that's been around for a million years, kind of a dinosaur at this point, has really started supporting young new music, young new bands, young new rock bands. And mm-hmm. It's and it's interesting. They're giving it a push. So now there's a band called um, called uh, um, sorry I'm going to get this wrong <laughs> uh, slaves to humanity um, that are uh, it's uh, they're produced by um, Amir Durak who used to be in the orgy and. And was in Rough Cut years ago, and yeah. was, uh, Death by Sunrise. And Mirror's been around forever. Yeah. Uh, and his his partner and Ryan Shuck, who was also in Orgy and stuff, but they produced this band, and mm-hmm. and so this band who has no label 
is the number one most requested new music on KLOS. Wow, that's so cool. So Slaves to Humanity, uh, they have a song called Battleground. It's an amazing song. The band is sort of similar to like a Soundgarden kind of. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a, it's, a, but the song is a hit song. You wow. hear the song, you're just like, well, that's a that's a anthem. It's a yeah. hit. Um, and I'm like texting him. I go, I met him at Nam, and how, how old are they? Mir texts me back, fifteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, in actuality, a couple of MAD members are 18. Yeah, wow. Okay, now I feel better. A couple better. of them are adults. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and the singer and the other guitar player is something that's like 15. Uh, or, you know, or 16 or something. Yeah. But they actually, you know, they came in the shop and they're trying some amps and stuff. And just, they, they, I mean, they're going to, management is set up. This is going to be a thing. Um, well, it's really so cool. They're good, that, good players. Yeah, see, that's awesome, and it's just so cool that, like, it would take something like a KLOS to do that, because if you think about how saturated everything is now, yeah. it's, it's it, it, to a degree, it's hard to be impressed with anything anymore, like, overly impressed, because right. it's overly saturated, but on the radio, if it's like KLOS saying, hey, check these guys out, yeah. you know, it, 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 all, it almost gives, gives them a platform uh, that's that's more unique that wouldn't be there on YouTube or even trying to play the Sunset Strip, the whiskey, the you know, doing all the what everybody used to do. Um, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's so cool. Look, I mean, look up the sa- song. It's on YouTube. Uh, there's a uh, not a video video, but uh, just a song video mm-hmm. called uh, Battleground Slaves to Humanity. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Michael Nielsen. Yeah. Yes, they're 15. Check it out. Nice. Uh, that song is amazing. Yeah, I'll have to check really that out. Amazing. Uh, and when you think of how old they are, it's incredible. Wow. So. Yeah, that's awesome. It's good. It's good. It uh, it kind of warms my heart to see, like, a young rock band starting mm-hmm. and getting some traction and stuff. Uh, it's coming. It's coming back. Yeah. Actual, actual, like, rock and roll. Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, it's nice That's to see. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a whole bunch of bands that are, are starting. There's a band called Dirty Honey, and, uh, and, and, and these guys now, and obviously Greta Van Fleet sort of put, paved the way mm-hmm. uh, for all these bands. And there's several other ones, too, in that kind of genre and that age bracket. And That's good. awesome. Good, because we need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for a while there, with the especially the kind of classic rock and roll thing, it was more there's a tunnel at the end of the light as opposed to a light at the end of the tunnel, you know. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. So dig uh, it. Um, Dave, can you please? This is from Fred William. Can you please explain the infamous fat cap three hundred U point sixty eight on the V two A cathode? Putting two totally different caps in parallel boosts two different kinds of frequencies. No, it doesn't. It doesn't boost two different kinds of frequencies. All it, all it does is, you put the larger cap and it just makes. Really, it's just it's not. You're not boosting two frequencies. You're just. It's now if it's a 330 microfarad cap, 
add the 0.68 to it so it's slightly bigger. Uh, no, just more of a full range boost as opposed to just a mid boost. Okay. That question was so over my head. Yeah, I, I was just like, I, I understand, but <laughs> <laughs> and several people might understand what I just said, but yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I claim, you know, I'm the host of the show with Dave, but I had no idea what the fuck that was. Yeah. Well, I heard, I, I heard full range boost and mid range boost. I was like, I got that. <laughs> um. Uh, Rick Okusa says, if you love Tone Talk, please hit the like button. I agree with that. Uh, and uh, please hit, you know, subscribe as well. Um, and by the way, I'm feeling these beers. Yeah? yeah you going to start cussing at us here in a second? Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Mark, is that Ta-da! <laughs> and check. Check. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm just fucking kidding. Um, let's see what else we got here. It's like it's like I, and I'm, when I'm at Nam and if they come up to meet someone and I'm like, double thumbs up. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you got to know it's a joke. You got. And then some people take that wrong. Right. <laughs> no, it's all it's all just in love, people. It's, it's all meant it's with funny. love. Right. Yeah. Um. How old was EVH when the first album came out, Telly Manass? I, I think he was like 20. I, good question. Yeah. Where's Chris Van Tessel when you need him? Mm. Yeah, he knows. I, know. I, I don't think Eddie was any older than 20. How old was Tommy Lee when Motley Crue first broke? Oh, wow. Was 18 or 19? Wow. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Eddie. Eddie was an anomaly phenom. I mean, I know, I know what he's getting at. Like, speaking of young kids that were insane players, Eddie would be one of the yeah. the guys for sure. But well, didn't yeah, have I mean, YouTube. even before he got signed, I mean, he probably would have been those YouTube one of those YouTube sensation guys, right? Because uh, oh god, <laughs> isn't that crazy to think, right? That he yeah. would have. But yeah, yeah if, if YouTube was around back then. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. he was, there was pictures of him playing like a 15, 16, you know, with the guitars bigger than he was. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think he was about 20. Someone said 23. I, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe. But you know what amazes me? And just recently they, mm-hmm. they announced uh, Wolfgang got signed by a label. Mm-hmm. Did you see that, Dave? No. Yeah, so uh, to release his new album. Mm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it, I guess. You know, I, I got a little tired of it's been like multiple years that he's been working on it. Yeah. So, um, and when you think about how much Eddie produced in like such a short period of time, it's like, just put the album out already. You know, <laughs> like it, it shouldn't mm. take five years to put, put an album together. But, um, but yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to hearing it, though. Mm-hmm. I saw a video yeah. of him playing drums. He's a pretty monstrous drummer. Have you ever seen wow. him, Dave, in person? You know, met, you met. Yeah. Wolf, yeah, you've met Wolfgang. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. He he's a good dude. He seems like a good kid. 
Oh yeah, he's a good kid. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how old is he? He's not so much a kid anymore, right? Yeah, well, I mean, compared to me, he's how a kid. How old is he now? I, mean, <laughs> I guess he's got to be. I remember 20s. when I first met him, he was like fifteen or something. You know, like when he first got in the band. Yeah. He's like really young. Yeah. So Stephen Douglas says Dave Friedman or Friedman guitars made in the same shop with and the same tools as the previous GJ2 guitars. Yes. GJ2s aren't made anymore though. I was going to say is he done making them? Yeah. GJ2's done. So I got the last broken one. I mean maybe they'll do an occasional <laughs> one here and there but I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Yeah, but you got it all striped up and everything. Yeah, no, I love mine. I lo you know what? He make Grover makes a great guitar. There's, you know, the the fretwork is great. Uh, the necks are amazing. I mean, your your Freeman guitars are amazing. I've got mine sitting right here. Um, I love yep, it. Yeah, got one. John's mm -hmm. got another one somewhere. No, just that one. Don't you? Well, where's the blue telly? Oh, the blue telly. The blue telly's in the case. That's right. That's yeah. That's actually that's Derek's guitar. Yeah, that one's that one's Derek's. Derek, who? but that's a nice guitar. Eastfeld. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's Derek's. Designed to use for demos of mm -hmm. their products. Yep. Yep. That's a really good Telecaster. And um, <laughs> the one I was playing, that left-handed one at Nam, that went to. Uh, Bobby Tyrell, is that his name? Bob Tyrell, yeah. Tattoo artist, yep. Yeah, I was checking out his page. He's a good artist. Oh, he's in, he's like one of the best... Black and white. Black and, black white. and white portrait artists in the world. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I saw yeah. him hanging out with uh, Dimebag's um, wife. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he's he's apparently... Oh, uh, he's a super, super cool dude. That's Super cool. good guy. He he keeps going, you know. He goes keeps going. Come on, let's go. I'll tat. I'll you know, give you a tattoo, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take you up on it as soon as I figure out what I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you better do it eventually, or it's going to be too old. I know, right? <laughs> you know, I waited till I was forty, or forty-five actually, until I got my first tattoo. Dennis, who works for us, who has a whole bunch of tattoos, like a sleeve of tattoos, wants to do his whole other arm by Bob. Oh, really? Wow. In fact, I hooked them up together, and they're, they're next time, next NAM, next year, he's going to come out early, and Bob's going to work on them. Nice. Wow. So he'd do a whole theme arm. What was he thinking? Anything in particular? All the, what Bob Tyrell's known for, which is kind of the, the, the black and white and the... Um, um, he's known for a lot of horror, like old vintage horror. Right, things. That's, that's what I was going like to say. Yeah, Frankenstein's and things that are really Dracula and cool. He he, he does that stuff amazing, just like yeah. you know, unbelievable, super wow. cool stuff. Do you have any tattoos? No, I, I I actually thought about I over and over I I wanted to get them and then didn't. Um, my twin brother has basically sleeves. Both both arms, mm -hmm. um, but I actually I think his tats are all stick and poke. Which are, if you want to have a oh, spiritual that's, experience, oh, that's, do that. That's or a painful like, experience, maybe. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, it's, but those his tattoos are absolutely beautiful. I I thought about 
you know, the thing with tattoos is they really do have to mean something. Mm-hmm. And I always, I conceptualized because my daughter's name is Ivy. So I basically wanted to have an Ivy plant that started here and ended here. Mm. And then within the vines, I would have my wife's name and my other daughter's name, Ella and Melissa, in the vines. Oh, uh, and it would just cover up my whole arm. But every time I think of it, I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm a delicate little flower. I don't know if I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I stray away from pointy guitars because I'm scared, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. You, you know, you got to get your... It, for me, it was like a mindset. I was just like, I'm, I want to get it done and... Uh, and I got it done, but it, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's not fun. It's painful. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Cause my brother, he, he said, you know, like he's had normal tattoos. Cause what ended up happening, he did the stick and poke thing, uh, both arms, but he had had a bunch of just normal tattoos that he wanted covered up. And he said the normal tattoos were basically like just getting, you know, lightly scratched by a cat in comparison to stick and poke. He said, that's just like, Oh, I couldn't even imagine that. That's brutal. like, that's yeah. the traditional way. Like I, th- I believe David yeah. Lee Roth had that done. That yeah. way, like because yeah, he's in, yeah, he was in Japan, so he has like the traditional, you know, stick. Yeah, which, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, so, it's, it's, they like so, tap, you know. Robert Baker says, "I need a shell pink single pickup classic tee." <laughs> you mean like this one, Robert? <laughs> mm. I don't know if you can see it's shell pink from the screen, but. <laughs> God, that's this beautiful. one. <laughs> that's nice. That is yeah. very nice. I actually, it's funny you say that because I was eyeballing a, a shell pink. Um, the price was just so right on it. It was a Schechter Nick Johnson signature guitar, but it was, it had a, you know, just the specs on it were really nice. It looked basically looked like a, a Sir ripoff, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, roasted maple neck, shell pink with the, you know, three single coils and it was really nice um and i showed it to my wife i was actually thinking about buying it. she's like really you want to buy a pink guitar i just don't see it and like oh shell pink's cool that's what i think i like it yeah i like it too i was like no i don't i don't why you what come on really and she's like yeah i don't know if you should be playing a pink guitar i'm like uh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry you say that it's you know so i didn't buy it but anyway she probably just you know what you should spend the money that's probably what it was yeah <laughs> you know what you should build dave is uh, are, have you ever thought about doing uh p90 pickups dog ear pickups yeah take take that telecaster right there no neck position pickup volume tone but just a p90 in the bridge and that's it oh we could do that that'd be pretty sick that that'd be a sick guitar you know, do it in pine or something really light and yeah. do a P90. And they're not a super high output dog ear P90, like vintage output. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty sick. Hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So Robert Baker says, you put that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting it again. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> uh freak freaks arise says i regret my reo speedwagon tattoo on my lower back well 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 uh, yeah yeah i can i can understand yeah yeah 
I get, I, mean, I, I get, wow. Well, it's not, it's, it's not Tweety Bird or, you know. Well, well. Hey, it's all right, you know. My tattoos are uh, comic book characters, so I've been collecting comic books for years. So I've got Batman, mm-hmm. or Spy, I've got Iron Man here, and I've got Batman here. Wow. And Spider-Man here. God, all that, sh- all that shading must have killed you when they were doing that. When they were shading that in, yeah. good lord! Especially yeah. the the Batman one on the other side. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, wrong arm. Yeah, yeah. that side. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dang. You, can't, you can't see it, but yeah, it's all the whole thing is. Yeah, it, that was where wow. I stopped. At that point, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It. Yeah. Really, <laughs> this is fucking painful. Yeah, it was just crazy. So. Yeah, because my brother told me it's one thing to do the lines, but when they start shading. Right when it's you know because they go to this mag, oh. they call it a mag, which is like four right. or five. Yeah. Like, it's four or five of those, you know, needles, and it's just oh, yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, said that'll wake you up. But you know what? Interestingly <laughs> enough, as crazy as it is, it can become addictive. Because yeah. after I got it done, I still was thinking about, oh, maybe I'll get another one. You know? And you, you kind of become addicted to that feeling. It's a weird thing. But I've stopped yeah. doing it. Like, I literally, I'm like, I am not getting another one. So, um, interesting. Uh, let's see. I'd like a... a Arden Shear Mystery. I'm not, I'm not saying your name right. I'd like electric guitar with nylon string spacing, but I don't think anybody makes something like that. You know, I actually recently saw hmm. a guitar that was... I forget who was making it, but they it was on Facebook, and they were doing it with nylon strings. It was an electric guitar spacing with nylon strings. Huh. Hmm. But, but, but wait, am I getting it wrong, though? Does she basically want... An electric guitar with nylon string spacing, but steel string—is that what she means? Or, or... hmm, that's that possible? Maybe that, yeah. yeah. But this one, this company was doing it with nylon strings. But yeah, they this they say an I'd like an electric guitar with nylon string spacing. Yeah, yeah. So it's wide, yeah, super wide nut. And I mean, I would think, I would think, that. you know, someone would build it for you. It'd, it'd probably cost you a dime or two because it'd be a one-off, but. It's doable. What would that nut be? I mean, that would be. Oh, I don't know. It, yeah. Classical. Nut I don't know. Spacing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, pink is the new black. I mean, there's a lot of pink. <laughs> there's a lot of pink guitars out mm-hmm. there. Hey. <laughs> and done right, it's it's cool. You know, it, but you got to get the shade of the shell pink just right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. it looks too Hello Kitty. Yeah, I was going to say, or it is just pink at that point. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to have that 50s style sort of, you know. Well, and I, I would lean more towards if if I did shell pink, I would want it to have a relic finish, you know, be relic probably. Yeah. Actually, speaking of relic, I'm, I, I normally, you know, if anybody wants me to relic their guitar for them, this just happened. At least, I don't know if you can see it, but. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. What'd super. I set it on this chair. This literally just happened. I always, when I get up, I'll just set the guitar down on the chair and grab something I need. And it never, ever falls off. 
actually it does fall off. Mm. And I had like a miniature and I'm, I'm still like, and that's what I keep telling myself as well. At least it's actually relic. It, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I can start charging people to do this. Just send me your guitar and all. Right. Yeah. I'll put it on that chair. I'll, I'll ding it right in for you. But yeah, I, I literally, I, I thought I was going to have a seizure. <laughs> I kind of did. But you know what, though? But At anyways. that point, you kind of feel like, all right, well, now it's done. Yeah. 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 It was that. About yeah. Yeah. I mean, yikes. But that was, you know, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Like, dang my, it. My Ibanez, I just, I don't know. I like it suddenly just had like 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 that it had a couple chips of paint missing off of the the body i'm like how did this happen yeah you know but whatever just chalk it up as it's yeah. well, i'm playing it's, it yeah i mean it's at least not, i mean the guitar's got a story the unfortunate story is i'm a dumbass <laughs> well the, 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 the <laughs> next person who buys the guitar they won't know that they'll just <laughs> yeah he played the so shit the out of that guitar. <laughs> he dropped the shit out of that thing. <laughs> oh god, that's too funny. The worst. <laughs> How are you doing on time, Sean? Because we're we're. At I'm minute. fine, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah just hanging out. Hour mark. We're probably pretty good by now, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm fine, man. I'm just hanging out. Well, you know me. I'm. I'm. I'm a little drunk, so. Um, <laughs> I I can keep um, I can keep going actually. I, it's a little two, scary. Two I, IPAs, man. Did no, you the, not eat? I, I think this is my third IPA. Oh, okay. I start. I started one before the show, so. Okay. Um, and if I, I already drank a whole bottle of wine. Oh, you're. Oh, that's why you, you're done. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. It's I, about wine. It's like the bottle doesn't really seem like much when you start drinking it, does it? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, wine will creep up on you. Yeah. Uh, Keith from the Guitar Guru Network says, uh, the new matte finish Freedmans are incredible. I saw them at NAMM, and they are gorgeous. Yeah. Clean finishes, but matte. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, Not relic, but just mm -hmm. or aged, as you should say. Um, if you don't want the guitar anymore now that it's broke, you could always send it to me, buddy. BB Ninja said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's on its way. He'll send me. Uh, yeah, it's on its way. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it, but I want you to dent it a few more times first. I was going to say, set it on the chair again. Now, I, that guitar, I love that guitar. That, that sucker rings like a, yeah, that's a really nice guitar. I'm still bummed out. I dinged it. Mm. So it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't aged at all, at all. It was like a brand new finish. No. Yeah. yeah, it was pristine. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. My guitars that are pristine, like, are pristine. But, like, this one, this one, you know, all the dings in this, and it's, you know, this thing looks really nice on camera, but if you see it in person, it is so dinged up from uh, touring with Carrie and having belt packs slam into it. I mean, there's huge nicks out of it. And I remember the first thing that happened to this well, you won't be able to see it, but they they brought a light truss down onto the headstock. Oh wow! And, yeah, and and that was the first ding where I I was like, oh. And then when I started seeing all the belt pack dings, and you know, I was finally able to go. Well, it's this thing is truly relic, and 
it's got a number of years of touring on it. But with that, it's like, that's, you know, that's my studio guitar. That should not be all beat up. And now it's got this big golf ball size because I'm an idiot and let it fall off a chair. I wasn't even playing it. <laughs> that's well, just not right, man. <laughs> it could get fin- refinished if you really want it. You know that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never do but then that. Then I might change the tone. Yeah, we can't have that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I I would never do that. But I mean, it yeah, it's just you know, it'll hurt for a while, and then I'll I'll be okay with it. But if I put another ding in it, I'll be just as mad. Especially if I do it on the front. At least this one's on the back. Um, I don't mind dinging it while I'm playing it. It's just when it gets dinged when I wasn't playing it, it's like right. Really? Yeah. That that I, I <laughs> really. That's yeah. <laughs> Um, Keith from the Guitar Guru Network says, Mark loved Mark and Dave love to see Brett Papa on as a guest. I don't know if I know Brett. Oh, I would. Oh, uh, he would be an awesome guest. Yeah. yeah. Is he a yeah, YouTuber? He's a, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I know him then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big yeah, channel. Yeah, he's a super great guy. He's got a fabulous channel. Um, yeah, he would be a, a really fun guest. Yeah, you should definitely get him. Cool. Um, we'll put him on the list. Yeah. So, so good dude. Good dude. We actually have a couple of uh, uh, so a couple of announcements for next coming guests. So um, the next guest we have, I believe, is on March sixth, and that's uh, Aaron from Warmouth. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Aaron's a really nice guy. I I don't remember his last name right now. It's it's totally escaping me. Dave, do you know? Do you remember? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, Aaron Chaney. Aaron Chaney from Warmouth, which will be really cool to talk about Warmouth and their guitars and what they do. And they got some really cool videos and different tone tests, different woods, different necks, different size frets, you know, all that stuff. Love to talk to him about that. And then uh, we're working on, it looks like uh, Trev Wilkinson from Wilkinson Bridges and uh, parts is going to be coming on. I'm just finalizing the date with him. Super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's another great. I don't know why you guys don't have a bazillion subscribers with the guests you guys get. I mean, be... I'm not help. I'm not helping this. But yeah, you're really lowering. All, the, you know, all, all the other, value. all the other guests. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that stuff like Wilkinson and War. I mean, all that stuff is interesting to me. It's like I would love to hear the story behind Warmoth and. Where all that started. And Wilkinson and, 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 and all Wilkinson. that. What about Floyd Rose? Have you guys had Floyd Rose? No, I, you know, I've been working on That'd be another one. We're working on getting him on. Yeah, oh, I've been, yeah. I've been working on it. it. You know, they've got their 40th anniversary and uh, hoping to have them on. It's been yeah. just just kind of working it out. Um, then the other person that we're going to have on, we're just working out the date, is, uh, and Dave, remind me of his name from Dan Electro. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Steve? Steve. Yvette? Yeah, Yvette's Corporation, Steve. Um... I forget, yeah. Reading? Reading her? No. Uh, he, uh, he emailed sorry. me. Oh, sorry, Steve. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> I've got it right here. Steve, Steve Rittinger. Yep. Yeah, Rittinger. Yeah, yeah, I could get it right. Yep, yep. Yeah, so. yeah who, who has a very long history in the music industry. Mm-hmm. He's the one that originally made the Fox tone machines, mm-hmm. the, the, the the plush finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has a very long history in that. And and another one I'm going to send an email to that Mark that 
I don't know if he's coming on or not yet, so don't quote me on this, but Brendan O'Brien I'm going to send an email to. Wow. Well, that would be fantastic. I really want to have Brendan on. Dang. And we talked about Bob Rock. I know you're still trying to work Bob on Bob Rock said yes uh, to doing that, um, and I just have to get a time. So I just have to pester you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I, I will. All right. I will make sure to do that then. Um, yeah. But Dan Electro, uh, Steve from Dan Electro, would be really cool. I'd love to hear about. I mean, when when we when we were at the booth, it was just cool just to hear him talking about when they brought the guitars back in the '90s or whatever, whenever it was that they brought them back, and you know that whole story was super cool. Um, someone wrote Jimmy uh, Aaron Karam. Cram wrote Jimmy Page. Uh, man, I wish. Mm-hmm. That... I would like fall over dead. I think. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't yeah. know. If we're, we're, yeah. No. That would that would be just amazing. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. know what to say. I mean, I was near speechless when we had Steve Vai on, but you know, Jimmy Page, I just don't. You know, yeah, or Brian May, Jimmy Page, Brian no, May, one of those too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you know, of course, if we were able to get it. You know Eddie on that would that would mm-hmm. be a whole other world, but we know that's yeah. never going to happen. So yeah, I think there's there's uh, a, a group. Yes, of people Michael Landau too. I see someone. Oh yeah, Landau would be awesome. And He'd we, be awesome. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And we've talked about having um, Michael Wagner. We tried for Michael Wagner. It wasn't out of the question. It just the timing didn't work. Hmm. Did we? Yes, we did. We were contacting Michael, remember? I don't. Yes, we were. I totally am forgetting. I forget yeah. that. Um, and then we were also going to have... Uh, God, I'm totally drawing a blank on what his name. Toto, uh, Steve Lukather. Steve? Yeah. yeah. John Shanks, probably, too, we're going to have. Shanks would be awesome. John Shanks would be yeah. so cool. Yeah, that would be good. Um, um, Martin Kidd, that would be good from... Uh, from uh, um, that other amp company. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know Martin, uh, I don't know Martin Kidd. Uh, someone help me. <laughs> From Victory. Thank you. Oh, Victory Amps. Gotcha. Victory Amps. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, we all try and get. What about Dan Huff? Oh, man. Dan would be great. Yeah. I don't know how to get in touch with him. We've t- we've that talked about good. having Dan Huff on because since you know we how had... to get in touch with him? Sean, what's this? You know how to get in touch with him? I might be able to. You're yeah. in the same town. <laughs> Dan knows yeah. me from a long time ago, but yeah, he would have to. Might yeah. not remember me, but yeah, yeah. No, oh, he I'm... would. We're also uh, going to be having uh, Tim Pierce on as a oh, part, nice. part two. I talked to him at Nam. Loved him. Oh, he's um, the best, yeah. Yeah. We were also going to have, uh, and I forget his name, Dave, but he agreed to come on, the guy from UA. Oh, James Santiago. Yeah. yeah. Universal Audio. Yep. Yeah, that'll that'll be mind-blowing. That dude, that dude knows some stuff. Yep, I've been friends with him a long time. Yeah. Um, the other person who is just, he's on the road right now, but once he gets back, I, I talked to him, was Ryan Bruce from, you know, Fluff. Yeah. YouTuber. How about Jeff Lewis? Oh, that would be awesome. yes, we'll get him on. No, that would be great. I'm sure, we can do that. 
And then some other names that you and I went through, like uh, Billy Duffy, Doug Pinnock, Rusty Anderson, or Brian Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we've got a bunch of names. We still have to get Delana on from Third Power Amps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a whole group of people that we still have to work on to have we'll guests. there, people. Just yep. give us time. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know. Keep we, watching. Keep watching, exactly. We're still planning on doing many more shows. Um, and uh, we're on episode 63 right now. Can you imagine? 63 that shows. so cool. Yeah. So make sure you guys subscribe. Please hit the the subscribe button and the like button. Um, oh, someone someone wants a George Lynch part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we. Oh yeah, you know George was here the other day. Uh, I, I I did a little pedal board for him and and um, he was just telling some stories. I'm like, oh man, we got to do another tone talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had some good stories. He was dishing out like, I like going. Gotta talk about that stuff, right? He's like looking at me. Like, I don't know if that's such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, there's still a possibility of a second Jake show too. That's a yeah. little more, um, a little more controlled, maybe. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, at least maybe controlled for the whole show, not the first half only. Right, right. Man, one of my favorite lines on that show is when you're like, "Hey, do you know, you know Pete Thorne?" And he's like, no, what's his problem? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. or how, about, how, about, how about when I brought up Amir? Because Amir was texting me. Right, right, right. And and he goes, Amir? Wait, he's on the phone now? There were so many great moments in that, which is great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've talked about po- uh, trying to have Morin D. Martini on, and I'll, I will just say right, up, it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, well, Mike Tempesto said that he Morin just didn't want to do it, so mm-hmm. unless you can get him to do it, Dave. But oh, well, Warren's coming here next week, so. Well, then talk to him. See if you can get him to I'll do it. I'll talk to him. I'll yep. see if he's my feel. My my thing that I said to Mike was. You know, we're not going to go down the rat path. You know, we don't have to go down that all that drama shit. Just, I want to talk about his tone. I want to talk about his guitar playing and yeah, his approach to playing and getting the tone yeah. that he well, likes. Well, and yeah. it, the main thing is just making sure it's never an interview. It's just just hanging out, talking about guitars. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, how did he start? All those things. We don't have to mm-hmm. go down the any of that drama yeah. shit. You know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So. Oh, and you know what? Someone mentioned also Reinhold Bogner. We will get Reinhold mm-hmm. on the show one day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. That should be interesting. Yep. We will do it. We will do it eventually. Um, so, uh, classic Jake E. Lee, they said. Um, Mark Dave, I know Freeman sells their pickups at Sweetwater, but do they sell preloaded, pre-wired pick guards? Jason Wade asks. No, we don't. Hmm. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so someone says I'm drunk as a skunk. Tom Harai. No. Just, just feeling it. I don't. Michael Nielsen, I'm going to sit outside Dave's workshop all day next, every day next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, and somehow I believe him. <laughs> he, he, he might. <laughs> uh, how about Warren's well, maybe, maybe we should do. Someone just said Reinhold and Jake on the same show. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get anything done. I don't maybe, think. Maybe I, I'll stay sober and I can just watch them circle the drain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Nuno. Yeah, awesome. I, I would love to have Nuno on. Yeah. Nuno would, would be great. Yeah. <sighs> but I know Dave's Dave's not a huge fan of Nuno. Um but yeah, he's I, I'm a big fan. Um so all right, well let's let's uh we're gonna wrap it up at Sean, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, oh, thanks for having me. And you guys, this is such a great channel. It really is. And I'm, I'm. Thanks for having me on. It was really nice of you guys. Oh, it's no. like bullshit. It's so much fun. To what? Say. It's fun to bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. Shoot just, the shit. It's, it's yeah. like just guys hanging out, man. It's just, it's just. Yeah. And I don't get to do that 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 often in my life. So these these shows are great, um, for me at least. Uh, oh, Robert Baker mentioned Ian Thornley. I'd love to have Ian Thornley Ooh, on. Yeah. And. Um, uh, you know, I met Ian Thornley a couple times at NAM, and I'm sure if we talk to John Sir, we can probably make that happen. So, um, yeah, I, I should put him down on the list, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, he's he's a really sweet dude, and he's an insane talent. He would, okay. Yeah, he'd be awesome. He is. Really amazing player, and like you said, really a nice guy. Just mm. down-to-earth, good dude. Um, so... All right, well, you know, we're, we're going to... Oh, so I was going to say, check out Sean's channel, guys. Uh, subscribe to Sean Tubbs. Check subscribe out to us. And subscribe and to subscribe, us. Subscribe, yeah. And, and, and go click uh, on the links to Sweetwater if you want to buy something. <laughs> exactly. I'll have that down in below in the info of the video. And we have that in all of our videos. If you just want to click on any of the videos, you can see the Sweetwater links. Um, and... Uh, Check out our Facebook page as well, because that's where I make most of the announcements on when our next shows are going to be, or Twitter, uh, those two locations on social media. And uh, thanks, guys. Sorry for the technical difficulties where we kind of cut off in the middle of the show. I'm not sure what happened there, but appreciate everybody watching, and you guys have a great weekend. Sean thanks, and guys. Dave, you guys hang on one second while I hang up. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mm -hmm. See you, everybody. See you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>